here. Okay. Hi. Uh, ready? Yeah. We're, we're recording right now, right? Yeah. All right, let me put the music on. Who will stop the rain? We don't know who will stop the rain, but it has got to stop, and it's got to stop soon. Yes, folks, welcome to episode 304 of Raw Radio. I am your host with the most is the infamous J.D., Jared Dijon, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, with me, as always, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, we have got quite a bit of news to talk about since last Monday, and we're going to get into it here this afternoon. Yep. 1-605-562-0444, 1-605-562-0444, call ID one three eight ten four four pound you can join us right now. We are expecting the Heartbreak Kid, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Fonzie, of course, the Rouse Dink and Neil Patel, Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, the JML Experience, Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush, Ronda Rush, right, King of the Rio, Dorothy Smith, the Black Widow, Michelle Mendoza, the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, the Loose Can, Shaquille Cole, Cephas, the uh, Empress, Henry Rickenbach, the JML Experience, the Big IQ, Jeff Teeters, and the Rush, Ronda Rush, right, so let's get into the news right now. John, of course, the big news is coming out of this weekend is what happened, if you will, however, and we heard about it, however, earlier today, however, believe it or not, however, Ric Flair has gotten his release, believe it or not. Apparently, WWE earlier today, however, spoke with Ric Flair, however, and Ric Flair came up to WWE and basically said in no uh, uncertain terms, however, he wants out of his contract. As a result, he has gotten his release, and he has gotten his wish, and now, because of this, however, he is on his way out of the WWE. Your thoughts about this story? I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Of course, we know tonight, of course, WWE will be in Chicago. Chicago has been the site of a lot of hot activity over the last few days. We'll talk more about that here throughout the afternoon. Of course, earlier today, of course, it was announced that these matches will take place, however, on Raw tonight. Nikki Ash, yes, the superhero in training, Nikki Ash, will be taking on the Queen Charlotte Flair, however, after Charlotte, of course, got a very questionable win last week, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, however, in Kansas City. Plus, Randy Orton is set to return for the first time in almost a month. Goldberg is set to confront Bobby Lashley after Bobby Lashley answered Goldberg's statement from the week before in Dallas, however, tonight, and so Goldberg and Lashley will be going toe-to-toe. Plus, Matt Riddle will take on the Colossus almost. It should be a very interesting show, but John, that's not the only story that's going on. 
AEW Rampage tickets went on sale Friday. 10,000 pre-sold, 2,000 more sold this morning at the United Center. AEW knows that CM Punk will be appearing in Chicago possibly two weeks from Friday, however, and this is going to be very exciting considering All Out is not that far away, however, and it is going to be a big time in the Windy City considering what has happened there earlier in the day with the WWE in town. Wow, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be interesting, no question about it. Will the fans hijack the show? Will they chant Punk, AEW? What will they chant? We're going to find out tonight, however, on Raw beginning at 8 p.m. And John, at 11 o'clock, we'll have your results, however, as well as the other headline news of the day, however, which we'll get into here in just a few minutes. He will also talk about the Major League Baseball training deadline. His Nationals being stripped to the bare bone this week. Trey Turner, Max Scherzer on their way to the Dodgers. Uh, John, Kyle Schwaber also was sent out of your city, however. The Nats playing the Phillies tonight on Monday Night Baseball. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant heading to the Yankees and Giants, respectively. Uh, it was quite a busy day at the trade deadline on Friday, however, with a lot of teams making uh, a big stretch run for the pennant. And, of course, the big Scherzer story was Scherzer, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo all being dealt away to different teams. What did you take out of the trade deadline this week, however? Uh, I didn't see it, but I'm shocked that Scherzer and... Uh... Turner are out. Yes, the uh, yes, the Nets are sort of stripping down to their bare bone, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. Also tonight, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of AEW, ladies and gentlemen, AEW Dark will have these matches tonight on the show. Darby Allen will take on Bear Bronson. Lee Johnson ahead of his matchup with Miro the Monster, of course, coming up this Wednesday at Dynamite Homecoming. will take on Marcus Cross. Red Velvet will take on Angelina Risk. And Danny Jordan will take on Yuka Sakazaki. Plus, Ashley D.M. Bose will take on the Ailing Boop Girl, Chris Statlander. And Rosario Grillo and Hunter Knott will take on Aaron Solo and Nick Camarado. John, another story we're following, of course, is what's coming up this week, however, on Dynamite. Malachi Black, Alistair Black, will take on Cody Rhodes in Jacksonville. They will be in Pittsburgh next Wednesday night for that, and the debut of Rampage already sold out, plus Houston and Chicago. AEW is starting to grow by leaps and bounds as we head into the stretch run of the summer and into the fall. Tony Khan's got his ducks in order compared to Vince McMahon, and the reason why we say that is because of Punk and Daniel Bryan. But, of course, the big story of the weekend, however, was not AEW-related, although it has been related a little bit. The big story is what happened on Saturday morning. Bray Wyatt, however, after several years with the WWE, and I know you're going to talk about this tonight on your podcast, Rose and Sports Sports Wrestling Incorporated, plus other news with the game, including Anthony Chobot, Antonio Gutierrez, and the rest of the game, Shaq, myself, Mitt, and Neil, and the rest of the game, speaking of Mitt, we want to say aloha to him. Of course, he is on vacation right now. He will be back with us back in a few weeks, however. He will be returning from his little sabbatical, if you will. But, John, the story was of Bray Wyatt, however, being released Saturday, however. I heard the story Saturday afternoon. I talked to you Saturday night offline about this. What did you think about this shocking story that we heard on Saturday morning, however, from WWE? I will say my piece on that tonight. All right. Well, another story we're also following, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the U.S. women's soccer team losing a tough match against Canada this morning, 1-0. Also, we understand Adam Cole could be on his way out of WWE. According to reports, however, the NXT former two-time champion has his contract up in a couple weeks. And reports are saying that AEW and Tony Khan are starting to talk with him. But can WWE keep him? 
or will they let him walk out the door too? We will weigh in on that topic here in just a few moments. But in the meantime, we want to remind you, check out, of course, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution. We'll talk about the aftermath of Raw and, of course, the news headlines at 9 p.m. with Shaq and the gang and Justin, myself, John, Fonzie, and the rest of the gang, Michelle, Gerard, Chad, and the rest of the boys and girls, 138055-POUND. Plus, Wrestling Revisit will be back in its time slot at 7.30 p.m. tomorrow night, 139926-POUND, with the loose can she kill Cole Cephas and, of course, the king of, of course, the Rattlesnake and El Patel, filling in for his good friend, the king of clubs, Mitt Patel, who will be out of vacation for another week or so. And of course, Mitt will be rejoining us two weeks from today for this Go Home SummerSlam show and TakeOver show, which we'll be talking about here in a couple of weeks. But right now, folks, we're going to get into the birthdays and dates. And when we come back, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics somewhat, but we'll also get into some thoughts about our favorite moments of SummerSlam history and also the state of the WWE as they head into the end of the summer going into the fall. Does Vince know what he's doing, especially after what that conference call was about Thursday night by saying AEW is just an afterthought? Do we think it's an afterthought? I don't think so. John doesn't think so. We all don't mm-hmm. think so. But we'll tell you what we think about it here and now in just a few minutes. So now let's turn it over to the man himself with the birthdays and dates, Mr. Justin. Or excuse me, not Justin. Boy, that's a blooper. John Gross, ladies and gentlemen. As John gives us the birthdays and dates, ladies and gentlemen. And then we'll start kicking it around as we start out August with a big bang, no pun intended, as we count down the days heading into SummerSlam. All right. 1984 in the main event, Johnny Bala defeated Stan Hansen to win the PWS heavyweight title. Yes. Yeah. 1988 WWE WrestleFest 88 took place in the county stadium with Hulk Hogan defeating Andre the Giant in a steel cage match. Yes, that was in Milwaukee, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you all know. Yeah. On WCW Monday Nitro, Lance Storm became a triple champion when he defeated Chavo Guerrero via submission for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Yes. Uh, Let's see, what else? 2015, Ronnie Ronnie Piper passed away at the age of 61. Six years yep. ago, ladies and gentlemen, that we all talked about that show. And by the way, folks, just a quick reminder: if you want to listen to a very heartwarming and very emotional show, go back to episode 28 of Revolution. However, from that show, however, that was one of the more emotional nights we ever had on our network. All right, today's a happy 32nd birthday to Max Caster. Happy 37th birthday to Texano Jr. Yep. Happy. Uh, Happy um, 52nd birthday to Kid Cash, and happy 59th birthday to People Power! Yes, the man who uh, made uh, the firing happen on Saturday, John Laryngitis. Yes, indeed. Also, ladies and gentlemen, some other birthdays to report. Happy birthday to Wesley Snipes. Happy birthday to Mark Cuban, who was born in 1958. Happy birthday to former Pittsburgh Steelers great Kevin Green, who was born in 1962, however. Happy birthday to Ted Lurch Cassidy. Happy birthday to Dean Cain, ladies and gentlemen. J.K. Rowling of the Harry Potter series, born on this date, however. Zach Brown also celebrating a birthday this week, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, Dirk Blocker from the TV show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Happy birthday goes out to the legendary uh, baseball and football announcer Curtis Gowdy, who was born in 1919 on this date, however. Happy birthday to him. 
Happy birthday, of course, to, uh, let's see, who else we have birthdays of. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Also, we want to point out on this date, however, actually, uh, like I said, we're taking a look at the birthdays list here, so bear with us here, folks. Snipes, as we said, 59. Blocker, 64. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please bear with us here, of course. In the world of entertainment on this date, however, Bunk 2015, ladies and gentlemen, however, on this date, however. The Lost Boys was released by the Corys, Howard and Kiefer Sutherland and Jamie Gertz in 1987. Nine Lives, starring Kevin Sp- uh, Spacey, was, born in, was released in 2016. Uh, the Smurfs 2 was released in 2013. Van Helsing came out in 2016, if you and all of the Dark Tower in 2017. Funny People, starring Seth Rogen and Adam Sandler, was released on 2009 on this date, ladies and gentlemen. And Mission Impossible Rogue Nation was released in 2015 on this date. So there you go, some historical entertainment facts there. Let's go to August 1st. What do we got for the first day of August, John? All right, 1994, Shawn Michaels took part in his first match since losing to Razor Ramon in the iconic ladder match at WrestleMania 10. And they wrestled in the main event for 23 minutes with Michaels getting the win. 2006, CM Punk made his much-anticipated ECW debut in a match against Justin Credible. Yes. All right, we've got some birthdays. This one goes away back. Today would have been George Hackenschmidt's birthday. He was born in 1878. Yes. Hey, what's up? And the soul man, Justin Lewis, is joining us today. Uh, Justin, welcome. We're just going to birthdays and dates on the weekend. We'll have some entertainment news from you in just a few minutes. Happy Justin, 71st birthday. Sorry. Happy 71st birthday to Bunkhouse Buck. Yep, Jimmy Golden. Happy Happy 57th birthday to Prince. Yes. Or just Prince Ikea. Yep. Okay. Happy 49th birthday to Devon Dudley. Yep. And happy uh, 36th birthday to Harry Smith. Yes, who just returned to WWE and is now next to UK. Also, happy 55th birthday to Mike Kyoto. Happy 44th birthday to Yoshi Tatsu. Two years ago, we lost, of course, Harley Race to lung cancer, if you will. Also in the state, Jerry Garcia was born in 1942. Dom DeLuise was celebrating a birthday yesterday. The funny comedian with Burt Reynolds in movies like Cannonball Run and others, however, born in 1933. Francis Scott Key, born in 1779. Herman Melville, the writer of Moby Dick, born in 1819. Actor John Carroll Lynch, born in 1963 on the state. Also, Mike Emmerich, Doc Emmerich himself. Roy Williams, the legendary coach, however, of North Carolina, who uh, retired earlier this year, and Coolio, also born in the state, 1946, 50, and 63, respectively. Also, Vanessa uh, Huxtable, Tempest Bledsoe, of course, was born in 1973 on this date. Happy birthday to her. Also, ladies and gentlemen, happy birthday goes out to Trevor Burbick, the former boxer, who was born in 1954 on this date. Of course, he passed away in 06. Edwin James of the Indianapolis Colts in your Nick of the Woods there, Justin, of the Colts in the University of Miami, celebrating a birthday on this date today, 1978. Happy birthday to him. And let's see, other birthdays to report here. I'm looking at the birthday list here. Bear with me here, folks. Uh, we can tell you Coolio is 58. Uh, believe it or not, uh, we're looking at other birthdays. However, Jack O'Connell, movie actor, 31. Adam Jones of the Orioles, 2036. Happy birthday to him. Scotty Barnes, who was just drafted by the NBA recently, however, from the Atlanta Hawks, turns 20. Happy birthday to him. On the state, Guardians of the Galaxy was released in 2014. Led Zeppelin was performed in 1968 on this date. Also, Honey 2 was released in 2011. American Wedding starring Jason Biggs, Eugene Levy, Mike William Scott, along with uh, 
Eddie K. Thomas and Alice Hannigan was released in 2003 on the state. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, Boy in the Act was released in 2016. And that's all we got as far as Saturday or Sunday goes. Before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you to check out the Sports Machine this week, ladies and gentlemen, at 4 p.m. Myself, Justin Mitt, hopefully, and Anil will join us. 944-158-POUND. We'll talk about the aftermath of the trade deadline, the NBA free agency, which is just beginning now, ladies and gentlemen, officially. Well, I, don't do, I don't do that. I'm not on there no more on Friday. Okay, Justin will not be joining us, but we'll have a lot to talk about this week, including NBA free agency, of course, the uh, uh, upcoming tournament of the golf this week of the uh, PGA, which they're in Memphis, the FedEx Jude Championship. We'll wrap mm-hmm. up the Olympics in style. We're talking about some of our favorite moments of the Olympics this past year in Tokyo. Of course, a lot of the finals coming up this week. As we said, the NBA free agency market begins in a couple of hours. We'll tell you which guys are going where and which ones are not going to go anywhere after the draft was happening this past week. Also, like I said, we'll have a lot to talk about baseball. We'll talk about the upcoming football season of uh, the NFL and college scene. However, so you definitely want to stay tuned this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully at 4 p.m. we will have a lot to talk about, 944-1585-POUND. And that will be a very interesting show. Plus, we'll check out... Uh, Revolution on Wednesday and Friday night, of course, the same uh, time, 9 p.m. But also on Wednesday, check out Outside the Ropes, ladies and gentlemen, one four one three six four pound ladies and gentlemen, how, or 8-7-pound at 6.30 p.m. with Mr. WCW and his 27 dresses. He'll talk about the latest news, headlines, of course, as well as the latest sports, uh, movie news, and music news, as well as weather news here on the Talk Show Radio Network. And, of course, like we said, folks, we already told you about Wolfpack this Thursday night, one three eight five two one pound Be sure to check that out this coming Thursday. Now let's go to August 2nd, today. All right, 1962, Bruno San Martino won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in Toronto, Canada. Yes. Yes. Also in 1992, Ron Simmons became the first African-American to win a major world title in wrestling when he beat Lex Luger to capture the WCW World Heavyweight title in Baltimore, Maryland. The same night Jake the Snake Roberts actually returned, too. If you remember. Yep. All right. Happy 58th birthday to El Hijo del Santa. Yes. Santo. Yes. Uh, happy uh, 46th birthday to Blitzkrieg. And happy 24th birthday to Austin Theory. Who's in NXT now. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, John. And as we said, we do have some birthdays to report from today, too. So let's get into those right now and some entertainment news, as we told you. Uh, Jason Momoa, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday today. He turns, of course, 42. Dominic Louise, of course, ladies and gentlemen, would have been 88 uh, yesterday. Francis Scott Key, ladies and gentlemen, who wrote the Star Spangled Banner, ladies and gentlemen, 242, the oldest one by far. Doc Emmerich, of course, celebrating a birthday yesterday, turning 75. The legendary hockey announcer retiring this past year. One of the best voices of hockey, I think, in my opinion, next to Mike Lang of Pittsburgh and Gary Thorne. Roy Williams, 71. Coolio, we told you about his age, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, celebrating a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, all of them. Director Sam Mendez, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday today. However, he turns 56. Happy birthday to him. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at some other birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I think, John, there was another thing that happened on this date, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was in 1998, if I think. Heat Wave 98 occurred at the ECW Hera Arena that saw Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow fight one another, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That happened. That was 23 years ago today, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go, some historical facts there. Uh, today, we want to wish happy birthday, of course, to Archie Bunker himself, uh, Carol O'Connor, who today, ladies and gentlemen, would have been 97. Peter O'Toole, ladies and gentlemen, from movies like Lawrence of Arabia, a very good movie, by the way, a long movie, but a great movie, 89 years old. Actress Joanna Cassidy celebrating a birthday today from movies like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, turned 76. 
Kevin Smith, Silent Bob himself, ladies and gentlemen, turning 51. Happy birthday today. Apollonia, of course, Apollonia 6 of Prince fame, turned 62. She still looks pretty damn good for her age. Eddie Monster, celebrating a birthday today. Butch Patrick himself, ladies and gentlemen, turning 68. Happy birthday to him. Also, ladies and gentlemen, some other birthdays to report today. Wes Craven, ladies and gentlemen, the guy from Scream who passed away uh, several years ago and did not know that until I just saw his bio, ladies and gentlemen, would have been 82 today. Happy birthday to him. Uh, let's see, I'm looking at some other birthdays here. Lamar Hunt, the Kansas City Chiefs owner, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday today. He would have been 89 years old. He passed away 2006, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, football receiver Golden Tate, formerly of Notre Dame in Seattle, of course, ladies and gentlemen, turning 33 years old today. Happy birthday to him. Also, Jack L. Warner of the Warner Brothers fame, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday today. He would have been 129. Happy birthday to him. And Judge Lance Ito, ladies and gentlemen, turning 71 from the O.J. Simpson trial today, celebrating a birthday too. And speaking of birthdays, ladies and gentlemen, we also want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, however, that last week, of course, we lost some uh, very special people in the world, one person in particular last week in the world, uh, Dusty Hill, of course, from uh, ZZ Top. Our thoughts and prayers are with Dusty's friends and family. Of course, we lost him, as you know, due to uh, natural causes, we understand, but we're still trying to find out more information about this, ladies and gentlemen. But again, our thoughts and prayers are with his friends and family. Uh, some other birthdays of note to point out today, ladies and gentlemen, as we're looking at... I, really love, I, love, I love ZZ, ZZ Top's music. I really did. Yes, they're a very good group, no doubt about it. Myrna Lloyd today would have been 116 years old. Actress, however, celebrating a birthday today. Happy birthday to him. Uh, let's see, Shimon Perez, former Israeli prime minister, born in 1923, of course, on this date, however, would have been 98 years old today. Happy birthday to him. And as we mentioned, Peter O'Toole, ladies and gentlemen, we mentioned him, a very special man in his own right. I'm looking to see if there's any others here, ladies and gentlemen, so bear with us here. We're uh, just continuing on, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here as we uh, go through the counter here. I do not see anyone here right now. Like I said, however, like I said, however, like I said, we also want to wish out uh, Mary Louise Parker, ladies and gentlemen, celebrating a birthday today. I believe she's celebrating a birthday today. I'm just going to take a look here. Let's see. My, uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Victoria, yes, Victoria Jackson turns 62. Sam Worthington, actor, turns 45. Everett Furlong from Detroit Rock City turning 44 today. And Simone Manuel, mm-hmm. our Olympic gold medalist, turning 25 today. So happy birthday to all of them. Uh, Justin, I'm sure, has some entertainment news to report from today, so we will turn it over to him now. Justin, go ahead with that while we're uh, waiting for that. However, we want to give you the number here, episode 304 again, one 605 call ID one three eight seven four four pounds So by all means, Justin, go right ahead. Yo, Judy. Oh, and joining us on the line now, ladies and gentlemen, now also, ladies and gentlemen, however, is, yeah, real quick, hold on a second, we have two people joining us, first off, let us welcome in ta- from Tampa, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, however, the Rattlesnake and Neil Patel, and Neil, welcome, of course, and I believe we have another caller on with us, how Edward Garza, I believe his name is, Edward, uh, are you with us right now? Edward, if you uh, take yourself off mute, you can join myself, John, and uh, Justin, and, and Neil, so... Uh, John, do you know Eddie Garza personally? Yes, I do. All right. Well, if you can tell him to get himself up, you will be glad to hear, have him on the line with us here for a couple minutes. Uh, but, Anil, welcome. He's just uh, Anil, on the chat box, I think. 
Okay, no problem. If he has any questions and he wants to ask a question to you or me, just tell him he can type up a question and uh, we'll answer his question on the air. But, Neil, uh, one of the stories we want to talk about with you first, Neil, before Justin, we get back to you, is some of the stories going on, however. Uh, the big story of the day, Neil, Ric Flair asking for his release by WWE, and apparently now WWE has also announced, however, that, believe it or not, however, Adam Cole could be on his way out of NXT. What do you make of these stories? Oh snap! So what? Flair is out. Uh, is, is asking for his release. Wait, what? He got his release today by WWE. Yes. Oh my God! So I think yeah. So I don't think he's yeah. So I don't think he's happy with uh you know his I don't know his direction right now. Yeah, because he had he had a stint with Charlotte and then that ended and then yeah he 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 was basically not being used right like that was the thing with him he was he was basically sitting on the sidelines. Um. Mm-hmm. And then with Adam Cole, okay, yeah, that yeah, that kind of catches my eye here. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, AEW is, get, is getting a lot of people. Um, they already got, like you said, they got Kurt and uh, Daniel Bryan uh, there. No, not Kurt. Uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, excuse me. Uh, yeah, so they have these two over there. Um, so I, I don't know if Adam Cole is next. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, um, I don't want to toot my horn too early. But let's you know let's 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 see what let's see what what they can do let's see what he can do. Um, well, you if, just they, if he can land in AEW, hey, you know more the merrier, I would say. Right. Because uh, that's and that's where the that's where the show is uh, show is really um, about. That's the show certainly. really to watch we, right now. And we and we saw what happened when Vince announced on Thursday about the whole AEW thing. How he's saying that they're an afterthought. But I do have some breaking news coming in, guys, and I want to get your thoughts on all this. And, John, I'll start with you on this breaking news story. According to reports, we understand AEW is also having preliminary talks early on with Kurt Angle and now apparently Ric Flair. Sean Rossap has just reported within the last few moments, ladies and gentlemen, that right now AEW and Tony Khan has reached out to Flair personally about showing up for a future date at AEW. What do you make of this story about Kurt Angle and Ric Flair now possibly heading to AEW? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. John, I was asking John, and just I'll get your thoughts next, and then you know, I'll come back to you. Go ahead, John. Wow. Yeah, I would agree. Justin, uh, your thoughts now about this breaking story about Kurt Angle and Ric Flair possibly heading off to AEW? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, I, li- I like it. I like it. Certainly, certainly. Neil, what about you? What are your thoughts about this whole uh, breaking story about Ric Flair and uh, possibly uh, Kurt Angle heading to AEW? Yeah, so I so I know Kurt Angle was on was on the uh, uh, on the waiver wire as they call it in football. Um, so he's he's being he's being wa- yeah he's being waived everywhere in every wrestling company <laughs> uh, for that matter. Um, I don't know. So so I heard TNA wants him back. Um, uh yeah, AEW wants him obviously. Uh, for Flair, I don't know, man. Um, he's done anything and everything, right? Like you, you can say that. Chad can say that. Um, people that are old, that are like way older than us, you know, they can say say how say how much Flair did in his early days. Um, for me, I don't I don't think he has anything left to prove, right? Like he's a 16 time world champ. You know, he's done he's done it all, seen it all. You know, he's a uh, He's a nature boy and all that stuff. Two-time Hall of Famer too, so he knows he knows what he's, you know, he knows what he's done uh, as, as far as his resume. So I don't, I don't think he needs to go anywhere off uh, as, as far as I, as far as I see it. 
Mm-hmm. I think he's done anything and everything, you know. Why why join another company and like, you know, risk your health uh risk your health uh mm-hmm. uh more than you've already done. So you already had a heart attack, you told me uh, a couple oh, of years yeah. ago and all that stuff. You don't you don't need to risk yourself, man. You just, yeah, you, know, right. just, you, just you can just relax right now. That's what I would tell yeah. Rick to relax, man. That, that's very, that's a, you know, you're right. That's a very good point. Just, say, good just point take a relax and you know enjoy the rest of your life. That's what I would tell him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What do you make of this whole thing though, involving uh the what happened over the weekend with Bray Wyatt, however, getting his release by WWE? I'm sure you have some comments about that. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that one. Please yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so a lot, of, so a lot of people are shocked about. It. So yeah, so um, I think, I think, yeah, was it was it you that read the uh, mm-hmm. the Alexa yeah. Bliss um comic? Yeah. yeah. So she she is kind of heartbroken because, like I said, um, because her and Bray Wyatt had had like a connection going on, right? Like they're best friends on screen, mm-hmm. off screen, all that stuff. So now, and now she's basically alone. And so you were saying what 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 is uh you know what is the Firefly Funhouse without uh, without Bray Wyatt? You know, like I exactly. I agree with that. That you yeah. now she's now she has no clue what to do. Like she's like, dude, I'm alone now. Like I wish, I wish I had him right now, you know, as my sidekick. But now that's not possible. Um, right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to sign him uh, 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 in their company, like New Japan maybe or AEW or um, possibly TNA, because like I said, TNA hasn't got him yet. So a lot, yeah. a lot of, a lot of. Uh, promotions would probably look look at him and be like, hey, let's you know, let's bring him in our club and see see what he can do for us. Certainly. So I don't good know point. if I don't know if they'll make a move for him. That'll be that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Certainly, good point. Well, I did mention right before you came online, just came online, and John and I uh, just talking about it. Apparently, AW Rampage tickets went on sale on Friday, as we know, for the pre-sale. Ten thousand sold out quickly, and then another two thousand or three thousand sold out this morning. So they're already sold out for the Chicago show yeah. coming up two weeks from okay. Friday. But I know this Friday, however, SmackDown will be in Tampa, in your neck of the woods. However, returning to Champa Bay. Finn Balor will take on Coxstein Corbin, we know, but of course the big story coming out of SmackDown last week was the whole Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, John Cena thing, and we're going to talk about that here in a couple weeks with SummerSlam, or Summer Scam as I call it. Uh, they'll be in Orlando next Monday, and of course Tulsa a week from Friday, but that'll be the same day that Rampage debuts in Pittsburgh. Which, it should have been a triple said, threat. It should have been a triple threat, I agree with you, Justin. But of course, AEW, of course, will be in Jacksonville this Wednesday night, however, and i got to ask you, Justin, first of all, I go back to you. Uh, John, I already got to think your thoughts already, but I'll get you, if not, I'll get your thoughts again. Uh, Justin, I'll start with you this time. What do you think about the big homecoming show this Wednesday with the big match being Cody Rhodes and Al- Alistair Black and uh, AEW returning to Jacksonville this Wednesday? Amazing. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Of course, as you know, as we mentioned, they will be in Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, of course, next Wednesday night, and then a week from uh, Wednesday, two weeks from Wednesday, they will be at the Ferretta Center in Houston, plus they will be at the UW-Milwaukee Panther Arena. Tickets are still on sale for the Houston and Milwaukee shows, of course, plus, of course, who could get the AEW show, ladies and gentlemen, in Chicago at the Now Arena. Tickets are all gone for Rampage, all out in Dynamite, by the way, in Chicago, but there are still some seats available, however, for the big show at the Shoemaker Center at the 5th, 3rd Arena in Cincinnati, coming up on Right after uh, All Out in Cincinnati, tickets went on sale a week ago Friday, but they're still 
going to be sold until Friday. So if you do not have your tickets before Friday, you're going to be out of luck if you're in the Cincinnati area. And don't forget, folks, September 15th, September 22nd, the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, and then the big one, Arthur Ashton, Grand Slam Dynamite, get ready. Daniel Bryan will be there. 25,000 people will be there, too. Hopefully, Shaq, our good friend, the loose king, Cole Cephas, will be there, too, for the big, flushing <laughs> yeah. New York show. That is going to be an event in itself, no doubt about it. John, what about you? What are your thoughts this week for Alistair Black and Cody Rhodes fighting at the homecoming in Jacksonville? And there's word that in Pittsburgh we could see the Moronics, the Iconics, if you will, show up oh, for Britt Baker's homecoming celebration <laughs> here in Pittsburgh. What do you make of this? <laughs> That is going to be amazing. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. No question about it. And by the way, folks, tickets are still available in the Pittsburgh market, however, but not much, however, as Britt Baker returns home to the Steel City, ladies and gentlemen. That is one week yeah, from Mitch Wednesday Baker. night. Yes, as I like to call her, Bitch Baker. Yes, right. Good point there, Joseph. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and, Neil, let's get your thoughts. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Alistair Black this Wednesday at Dynamite Tower in Jacksonville at the Homecoming Show. What do we see this week after what we saw last week in Charlotte between Chris Jericho and Nick Gage? What does AEW have up their sleeve this week heading home to Jacksonville? Mm, yeah, so we, so, we did, so we did speak about the, uh, the Jericho and uh, Nick Cage match. Yeah, so we were kind of, uh, yeah, we, yeah, I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of shocked at that spot that I was telling you and Shaq about where, like, yeah, Jericho had him on the top rope and they had, like, um, like uh, a, big, a big line of, like, glass. I think it was, like, a glass window or whatever. Yeah, it was a glass window. And then yep. he just, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he just, he just, like, suplexed him, bam. Like, his back was, like, crashed with, like, glass and whatnot. I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, like, like, can he even get up from this? And then, and I told you after the match, he actually did get up with his own uh, on his own power, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, can they double that? I I, I don't know. Um, like I said, Alistair Black is heavy hitting, right? We've we've seen what he can do. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's sad that it's sad that WWE had to let him go and they didn't use him properly. You know, that's them. Um, but yeah, a match against Cody. That's yeah, that's always uh, a good one, right? Cody knows how to. Uh-huh put on a show and so does Alistair Black with those kicks. Um so so it's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting show. And then yeah, and then you said the uh yeah, the Britt Baker and uh iconic thing. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand that at all. Um they're yep. making like yeah, like you said, the TNA version of the dollhouse, yeah that makes no sense. Um uh-huh. yeah, 'cause when they had yeah, they had the dollhouse thing back in T N A. Uh but I don't I don't get that stable at all. But as far as yeah, as far as Wednesday goes, yeah it's, it's a uh, it must-see television. I'll, I'll I'll try to catch that if I can, for sure. I'll try no to question. catch that match. No question. It'll be a good show. And by the way, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, however, NXT will be on Sci-Fi for the second week in a row. They will be back on USA next week, however. Mm-hmm. But here are the matches mm-hmm. that have already been signed for tomorrow night on NXT. It will be Eichmann Zero taking on Ridge Holland. Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, two members of the Undisputed Era and good friends at one time, now fighting one another. The Grizzled Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake, taking on LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, ladies and gentlemen, slave and boss, if you will. Joe Gacy will take on Joe Trey Baxter in an NXT breakout tournament first-round match. That should be a fantastic match there. Top dollar, and Ashante Pia Donis, ladies and gentlemen, will take on Raul Mendoza and Juan Quimaro of Legend El Fantasma. And then the big main event, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis in a lover or loser match. Loomis cannot pursue Indy Hartwell if he loses. 
Will he finally get the girl, or will he be denied the girl? We'll find out tomorrow night on NXT. <laughs> but if we saw what, what happened last what week. What a stipulation that is. What a stipulation that is, though. That is, yeah. at that. <laughs> but, of course, we saw last week a hellacious uh, encounter with Raquel Gonzalez mm-hmm. and Dakota Kai. They are now signed for TakeOver, right. ladies and gentlemen. We also know that Walter mm-hmm. and Dragunov of the UK for the UK title, that is all but signed and sealed and delivered, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Plus the big one, Cross mm-hmm. and Joe. Finally, we'll get it on. Yeah. And as we told you, ladies and gentlemen, we've got some great matches coming up this week on Dynamite. We mentioned uh, one of them already. Plus, folks, Howard, here are some of the other matches you will see this week. Howard. Chris Jericho will take on his former WCW and ECW mate, Juventud Guerrero. Jericho can only use a top rope move in order to win, so that should be an easy night for Jericho. But you know MJF. He's got <laughs> something up his sleeve along with the pinnacle, so they're right. going to try to stack the deck against uh, the inner circle. And Jericho, once again, we'll see what happens there. Miro will be taking mm-hmm. on you know, Johnson, of course, Lee Johnson of the Nightmare Factory, of course, if you will. Excuse me, not the Nightmare Factory, the Cody Rhodes uh, family, if you will. will try yeah. to stop Miro. <laughs> If he can, the monster, Howard, in his path, but it's going to be tough to do. The Bunny will take on Layla Hurst for a shot at the NWA women's title. That should be a pretty good match. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Moscow Mauler, Layla Hurst, is going to be able to do. She's been very good so far. But the Bunny, we know about her being a member of Matt Hardy's family, along with the Butcher and, of course, uh, his other groups, including, of course, Isaiah Cassian, Private Party, uh, Mark Quinn. That should be very interesting. And then, of course, the undefeated Christian. Yes, folks, the Captain Charisma himself, ladies and gentlemen, will take on the Blade. Speaking of which, Christian now could be in the drive receipt, ladies and gentlemen, for the AEW Championship after Hangman Page last week somehow was denied that opportunity after a cheap fluke win by the Bucks and Kenny Omega and his goons, if you will, the Good Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, of the Elite Squad, which mm-hmm. I gotta admit, was a little funny last week, how wearing those jerseys, but now you know Hangman Page is not very happy after being denied that title, if you will, and as a result, mm-hmm. he's looking to get back on the scene somehow, somewhere, but folks, we'll see what happens this week, Howard, with Dynamite Live from Jacksonville. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Sorry about that, guys. Some of my throat doesn't yeah, sound like a throat. bullfrog. Yeah. I'm good. But anyway, uh, some other news to report, of course, in the NFL earlier today. Carson Wentz, of course, found out he will be out five to ten weeks due to a knee injury. Mm. as the prognosis, so that is not good news for Justin. Your boys in the cold tower. Let's just say some other news to report there. We did talk about the Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. We do have an Olympic update, ladies and gentlemen. However, I'm telling you what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. Simone Biles will be competing back in the beam final, however, as she made her announcement official earlier today. Right now, we do got an afternoon baseball game going on as we speak right now. It is Cleveland-Toronto scoreless in the last half of the first inning. Nothing, nothing there. But let's give you an update on the... Uh, metal tracker and tell you what's going on at the Olympics. Right now, it is a tight race between the U.S. and China. USA has 22 gold, China with 29, 25 and 17 in the silver for U.S. and China. Russia with 21, they have 12 gold, 17 bronze for a total of 50. China has 16 for a total of 62. We have 17 bronze for a total of 64. So it's a two-point differential right now between the USA and China right now mm-hmm. in the oh, metal nice. count as we head into the final yeah, week. Back and forth of the uh, battle there. Back yeah. and forth, yes. We've got some good ones coming up this week, folks. Some big excitement coming on, of course, as we mentioned. Who knows what we're going to see, folks. But like I said, all out is just around the corner, folks. It is going to be wild, to say the least. Now, some other things we want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, are some of our favorite moments of SummerSlam, Howard. But before we do, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind everyone, ladies and gentlemen, one of our sponsors here on the TalkShare Network, and we do have not plugged them for a while, we're going to give you a chance to plug it right now, is Bulldog DVD Sales Incorporated, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook.com, ladies and gentlemen. That is Bulldog DVD Sales uh, 
Sales and Variety, ladies and gentlemen, which is now on Facebook. You can join Mr. WCW and his uh, group, ladies and gentlemen. He has a lot of DVDs out there, including two of his favorites because they uh, detail his life, how and he knows they detail his life. One of them is called The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which he is now. And before that, he was known as The Last American Virgin. <laughs> so go figure, there you go. But, uh, um, mm-hmm. so f- oh, man. Uh, some other movies include The Big Bang Theory, however. Uh, like I said, however... Uh, Borat, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, plus he also has other ones for you, uh, animated features of Cars, Brother Bear 2, uh, Ice Age 2, A Man of Christmas Special, ladies and gentlemen, Chicken Run, of course, ladies and gentlemen, but he also has some other good ones, including Star Trek, uh, The Motion Picture, plus two, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, Pirates of the Caribbean, Little Big League, Bolt, Dodgeball, Michael Clayton, Indiana Jones, and the Crystal Skull and the Last Crusade, ladies and gentlemen. The Karate Kid, Jackie Chan version in Blu-ray. Plus, ladies and gentlemen, Race to Witch Mountain, 300 Race of an Empire, The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and The Dark Knight. Dinner for Schmuck, Superbad, Ted, mm-hmm. Now You See Me, Now You See Me Too. Uh, Kicking and Screaming, Old School, The Other Guys, The Bench Warmers, and so many more. I'm sure mm-hmm. he will please you with his selection. So if you're interested in this, check out Bully Dog DVD Sales and write on Facebook.com, where we take a bite out of the cost to bring you the best selection ever, DVDs and Blu-rays, with or without cases. All of them are in excellent condition. Only a buck, ladies and gentlemen, for some of these. Sometimes they're mm-hmm. even more than a buck. But if you're looking for starting a collection or looking to uh, add to your collection, however, you definitely want to check this out today. Okay, as we said, folks, we are going to talk about some of our favorite moments over the years of SummerSlam. These are not in our top five or top ten, but we're all going to each pick a moment, however, and go around mm-hmm. in some of our favorite, least and least favorite moments of SummerSlam. But today we're going to do our favorite moments of SummerSlam. Next week we'll do our least favorite moments of SummerSlam history. So with that being said, I will start with John in the first round. Anil will go second, Justin will go third, and then I will go last. Then we'll go in reverse order. Justin will go first, mm-hmm. followed by uh, John second, and he will go third, and mm-hmm. then I will go last. Mm-hmm. So uh, whoever I said first in the first round, please make your first SummerSlam chosen moment in history official right now. Okay. That'll be John. That'll be John. Okay. John, go ahead. Hmm. Let me see. Well... Number one would have to be the Macho Man and Elizabeth. Oh, yes, the infamous wedding from 1991 in Madison Square Garden. Ah. Yes, indeed, a great moment there indeed, John, very good moment. The match made in heaven, however, as they refer to it as, a very (laughs) good moment, even though they had been married. Uh, outside of wrestling, however, in general, but for the fans to see it with their own eyes, however, after being a valet and wrestler for so many years, and uh, despite the fact he treated her off and on bad, however, both in and out of the ring, however, finally, however, it became official, ladies and gentlemen, however. So uh, there you go, yeah. uh, some very unique uh, moment there, however, no question about it. So uh, a good moment there indeed, John, no question uh, indeed, however. Uh, so very good choosing there. Uh who is next? Who did I say was next, however? I can't remember. Who's, who did I say was next? <laughs> That's why I don't jump ahead, J.D. I think, I, 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 don't know. Know. I think you said Justin and then me, or was it me and me? No, you're next. You're next. No, you're, no, you're oh, next. Me. You're next this one. And then okay, Justin's okay. third, and then okay. in the next order, oh, Justin will go first, then you go you second, John goes third, and I go last. I'm going last every time. So, it makes sense. Okay, but go all ahead. right. Um... 
Ooh, okay, so so I'm using like uh yeah, so I'm using ESPN.com. So basically, their their uh their title is best memory the moments of SummerSlam. Um, that works. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of them. So um yeah, so so they said SummerSlam came it uh the first SummerSlam was like in 1988. Um and then all right, so there's a lot of them. Um right, so Honky Tonk Man, Ultimate Warrior. There's uh. Uh, there's uh, there's Bret Hart and British Bulldog. Oh man, there's a lot. There's a lot of good ones. Oh, for number one, okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, the Millennium, uh, SummerSlam right. Millennium, some of the SummerSlam 2000. This is when. Yes. Um, Shane McMahon went uh went against Steve Blackman in that hardcore championship match. Oh yes, the infamous fall off the up the ladder. Yes, that's a great moment there. Yes, good moment there. Yes, that's a great moment there. That was of course right down in Chad's neck of the woods, believe it or not, the Carolinas. I remember that. That was I believe in. Uh, ah, I see. Okay. I, I believe that was in. I think that was in Greensboro at the legendary Coliseum, if I remember correctly. Off the. Don't do my math here, but I'm pretty sure. Let me pull this up to be sure. I think that's when it happened. It was held. No, it was in Raleigh. It was close, though. I was close. Oh, though, Raleigh. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So not too far from Chester. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. 2000, you had 17,000 mm. people there. Of course, oh. you saw the incredible match, like you said. Of course, Steve Blackman and Shane McMahon, the hardcore match. Mm. Just an unbelievable event itself. Great moment there, however. No question about there in Raleigh. All right, uh, Justin, you are next, Tower, with our uh, moment, Tower. What do you got as far as one of your top favorite moments in SummerSlam history? I say Stone Cold. I say, um, wait, Nate, hold on. I say Bret Hart versus Owen, SummerSlam 94. Ooh, the blue cage match mm-hmm. in Chicago, right near right. the neck of the woods. Yes, that's another, that's a great nice. moment there, too. Yes, very good moment there, of course. Jim the Anvil Nightheart trying to help out his uh, brother-in-law, Owen, if you will, against the Hitman. A great match. They had had a fantastic match at Mania 10. And now mm-hmm. to settle their differences in the cage, great moment there. No question about it. Very, very good moment there indeed. Justin, very good moment there indeed. So uh, I would agree. that's a very good moment there. Talking about uh, SummerSlam Bret Hart, I'm going to go with my first moment, guys, and I will stay with, uh, go back to John's original uh, thought of 91. I'm going to say the match with Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect in the Garden for the IC title. That was a Ooh, fantastic okay. match. You want to talk about great IC title moments, however. I mean, the fans that night, of course, Bret's mom and dad were in the crowd at the Garden that night. The place was going ape shit, no pun intended. I would have to say <laughs> those two, I mean, even Bret said later on in his career that uh, Believe it or not, Kurt was one of his closest friends in and out of the ring for many years, however. They developed a very good friendship, however, with their families. Of course, we know about Brett's dad, the legendary trainer, Stu Hart, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. We also know about uh, Kurt's dad, the legendary Larry the Axe Henny, who uh, had his favorite people that he liked and people he didn't like. But uh, he always found a way, I think, over the years to respect uh, Brett's dad and look up to him in a way. And, of course, their kids, uh, as we said, Brett and uh, Kurt, uh, used to fight each other. They never teamed up with each other, I don't think, unless they did. I could be wrong. But uh, Brett and Kurt had some very good history with one another, both in and out of the ring. They developed a close friendship, if you will. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, That was a a very good moment between Brett and uh, definitely Kurt, however, no doubt about it. So I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say that is uh, my first favorite moment, however, involving Brett and, of course, uh, cool Kurt Henning, as I like to call him at one time. He was known as Mr. Perfect, but he was mm-hmm. also known in the old AWA, uh, especially in the late 80s, as cool Kurt Henning. But Mr. Perfect, whatever you're going to call him, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it's a shame he's no longer here. And, of course, his son, 
uh, Michael McGillicuddy, Joe Henning, whatever you want to call him, Howard, is uh, no longer wrestling, I don't believe. Because if he was wrestling, I'm sure he would uh, definitely uh, back his son up the whole way, however, and uh, try to get his son motivated and maybe as a trainer, as a wrestler, maybe a manager or whatever, possibly announcer. I mean, Kurt always was good at what he did, and, of course, he always had that line, Howard. I did everything perfect, and he kind of almost did everything perfect to an end degree. He was a world champion at one time. He was also a tag team specialist for many years in the AWA with Greg Gagne and Scott Hall. He uh, Actually, no, he never won the world title, and it's a shame because he could have been a world champion at some point. So I want to say uh, Kurt Henning and Brett was my first favorite moment. Okay, let's go to the next round, however, and again, we were going to go in reverse order this time, and Neil will start, followed by John, and then I will go last again, Justin will go third this time, so Neil, you're up again, what do you got for our second favorite moment in SummerSlam history? Hmm. Okay, so this, yeah, so I got this from uh, from YouTube, yeah, I was just looking through my YouTube feed, and, um, and six hours ago, uh, WWE did a... Uh, a little SummerSlam rewind. Um, so this is in 2004, SummerSlam 2004. Right. Um, yeah, at the Air Canada Center in Toronto. This is where Eddie Guerrero, um, late great Eddie Guerrero, I still miss him. Ah, uh, yes. R.I.P. Eddie. Uh, when he faced uh Kurt Angle uh in a match. This is oh, this yes. was back in '04. Yes, that was that was of course in up there. Yeah, I miss yes, Eddie, man. I miss Eddie. That's yes, why I said Eddie, that's why Eddie. I said the late great. You know, I love I love him. Yes, man. Eddie was. Eddie oh, was Eddie, Eddie was fantastic, no doubt about it. That was a great moment there. Yeah. Yes, uh, Eddie definitely had a great match there that uh, in 2004. However, with uh, you with uh, Kurt, yeah, who did Kurt? Yeah, no doubt about Kurt it. Angle? However, um, yeah. yes, sorry about that. I couldn't think of it. Kurt, of course, at the time was with his big heavy Luther Reigns, if you recall. Right. Uh, yep. big, yep. He was a big strong guy, of course. He's 49 years old now. as Luther Reigns. He retired back in 06, but at one point Luther Reigns, six foot four, 280 pounds. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, know, he was massive. Big, oh yeah. Yeah, he was. He was a yeah. strong, strong bull, no doubt about it. Uh, of course, he wrestled in Japan for a brief time, if you will, known as Horseshoe, and then decided to retire after that. He also appeared in some movies, yeah. believe it or not, Howard. He appeared in the movie The Girl Next Door with Emile oh, Hirschauer wow. and, yeah, and Alicia okay. Cuthbert, if you will. He was also in the movie with Damon Wayans and Rob Riegel called Let's Be Cops, believe it or not. He was in a funny comedy uh, playing <laughs> a gangster writer, but he also did other TV work over the years, including The Jenny Jones Show. Where uh, he appeared mm. in the episode, you're going to laugh at the episode title, guys. It's called From Geek to Badass to Seek. And then later on, he appeared in the TV show CSI, uh, believe it or not, and also Heroes. But yeah, uh, very unique guy, no nice. doubt about it. However, uh, he, of course, at one time, believe it or not, also had some health issues. In fact, about several oh. years ago, he had a heart attack, believe it or not, due to steroid mm. use. But since then, he has recovered from that. Now he lives in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, born in New York. Now lives in Phoenix, Arizona. But yeah, that was that was a good match. I can remember that match very well because yeah. if you remember earlier that year, Kurt and Eddie also fought at WrestleMania 20 in the Garden. Right, that that's right. Okay, that makes and sense. And of course, too. this was the return match. Of course, Eddie, of course, uh, unfortunately got beat this time. Eddie had the last laugh on Kurt at the Garden that night, however. But uh, on this night in Toronto, however, Kurt Angle Ooh. definitely one up Eddie. That's to say, very good match there indeed, and you know, very good match indeed. All right, John, you're next, Tower. What do you got as our uh, next favorite moment as far as SummerSlam goes? Okay, I'm ready for mine. Owen versus yeah. Brent, SummerSlam 1994. Well, we just mm. talked about that. Oh, we got oh. 
That, that was Justin's first one. I mentioned one. that already. I mentioned oh, okay. that. I mentioned that's that already. Right. That's all okay. right. That's all right. The Boiler Room Brawl, man. Oh, yes, Mankind and the Undertaker, SummerSlam 96 yeah. in Cleveland. That's okay. a good one there, yes. Uh, Mankind and Mick Foley and Mark Calloway for many years developing a close, uh, unique partnership, if you will. The best of friends, the worst of enemies, as we say. And uh, they used to have some great moments there. I mean, that was just one of their favorite mm-hmm. moments besides the infamous Hell in a Cell match that happened two years later. But yeah, that was a great match in Cleveland at the old uh, Gund Arena, now known as the uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and at one time known as the big uh, Q Quicken Loans Arena. But yeah, that match in 1996, great match between uh, those two. And uh, we saw the aftermath of what happened when Paul Bear, oh, yes, decide to attack, oh, <laughs> of all people, uh, let's just say his, uh, let's just say unique uh, student, if you will, inside with Mick Foley. And as a result, Mick Foley got the urn and everything and bashed uh, freaking The Undertaker and split his head open with it, if you will. Great bo- bo- boiler room fight between two great legends mm-hmm. and two definite Hall of Famers. Mick already is a Hall of Famer. The Undertaker definitely well on his way to the Hall of Fame. In fact, I would not be surprised this year. He does go in the Hall of Fame, and it's all about him this year in Dallas. I think it's only deserving that he deserves this honor. And yes, it would be nice to see uh, Paul Bear there in spirit. And I know he's definitely uh, watching mm-hmm. from the best scene in the house. Of course, we also know Paul Bear's history uh, outside of wrestling. He uh, was also known as Percival Pringle III. He uh, used to manage and wrestle world classes. Yes. I remember JR uh, uh, in commentaries um, um, on, in the summer he said, oh, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> That's hideous. Yeah, but... But but it was it was a brutal match, Justin. You're right. Yes, but uh, Paul Bear, of course, in real life, uh, William Moody, uh, as we said, was also a manager. But also in real life, outside of wrestling, he was a funeral director and got his degree in mortuary science. Not many people know that fact, but uh, that is a very true story. That he was actually a funeral undertaker in real life, folks. And uh, he is definitely a very underrated guy. He does not get the credit he deserves up there with guys like Paul Ellery and Jim Cornette. Um, freaking uh, other guys like uh, Paul Heyman, but uh, he is definitely missed, no doubt about it, and Paul Bear, I know, would have a big smile on his face with uh, your thoughts there, John. Great match you picked there and in the next round, uh, certainly, and like I said, it's just a shame he is no longer with us, so very, very good moment there indeed. All right, uh, Justin, you're up again, however. Uh, what do you got for our next moment, however? Uh... Big Boss Man versus Ray, uh, Jacques Rougeau in a, in, a, um, in a jailhouse match at SummerSlam 91. Ooh, okay, that's another good moment there from the Garden. Okay, yeah, I kind of remember that one. Yes, John's uh, one of his favorite athletes indeed. Ray Trail, the Big Boss Man, Big Bubba Rogers against one of the Rougeau brothers. Uh, the Mountie, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the infamous jailhouse match. I know I'm not going to play the Mountie theme as much as you guys want to hear it, though. Yes, this uh, had a big stipulation that if the Mountie did not uh, beat the big boss man, he would spend the city in New- night in New York City jail. Great moment, John, or, uh, Justin. Great moment indeed, yes. I remember that big boss man had been beamed down over and over again with the Mountie and Jimmy Hart. And they had mocked the big boss man, Rachel, who in real life was a real county cart, a guard in the Georgia jail. Let's just say Georgia facility. And uh, let's just say the Mountie, of course, uh, had mocked the big boss man and his family for time and time again, along with Jimmy Hart. And when it came to fighting in a jailhouse match, however, let's just say the Mountie uh, didn't get his man, if you will. <laughs> As a result, we saw what happened. And that was spending the night in, uh, let's just say, jail for 24 hours because of... Uh, Let's just say doing some hard time, if you will. Great moment there, Justin. Great moment indeed. 
Uh, my next moment's a good one here, and I'm going to go back to 2004 again like Neil did, and I'm going to say this one, uh, Chris Benoit versus Randy Orton. Chris Benoit had been the mm. champion for a long time since mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Randy Orton coming out of nowhere, pulling off the big win, his first championship win. We would see what would happen the next night, obviously, on Raw when uh, Evolution basically betrayed him. But this night, uh, Randy Orton became the youngest world champion in WWE history. And uh, that night, like I said, in Toronto, you could just tell up there in GTS's neck of the woods, uh, there was a lot of people just completely, uh, I would say, a little surprised. A lot of people had a surprise, uh, shocked look across their face. I mean, like I said, you had 17,000, 18,000 people packing into the Air Canada Center, if you will, now known as the uh, Scotiabank Arena. Uh, to close out the show the way they did with a great match between Randy Orton and Chris Benoit, just an absolute treat. And like we said, Orton, of course, would defeat him the next night in a return match. Then we saw what happened the following night in snaps when Orton got attacked by Triple H in the group known as Evolution when they put the boots on him and Orton turned face. He had been a cocky, arrogant heel for a few months, however, uh, with Evolution. And as a result, this would be his first face run, however, as a good guy after being a heel for quite some time with Hunter, with Dave Batista, with Ric Flair and all them. But uh, Randy Orton defeating uh, Chris Benoit in Chris's home country of Canada, that was a major shock to a lot of people. Not many people saw that coming. Uh, Benoit, of course, had been champion up to that point, ladies and gentlemen. For uh, I'm just going to pull up the stats here. I'll tell you how long the stats were. He was champion for <coughs> 154 days. Orton, of course, his first reign would only last four weeks before Triple H would get the belt off him at Unforgiven. But uh, Chris Benoit had been champion, of course, for 154 days. Hunter had won the title, of course, the previous December, however, the day before my birthday in 2003. Uh, he would regain it back a second time in September of 04. But then, of course, believe it or not, however, it would be vacated in December before Hunter would win it back again in early 2005 and would hold until April of that year before Dave Batista would be the next person to, well, give Triple H a piece of his mind, just like Randy Orton had done. And this time, Batista, unlike Dave, however, excuse me, unlike Randy, however, basically, however, figure what was up. And this time, well, Hunter definitely paid the price. I mean, he made Randy pay the price along with his friends, Rick, or excuse me, Dave and uh, Ric Flair. But this time, Ric Flair, Hunter, and Hunter were outfought by both Randy Orton and Batista, however, when they pulled a fast one on the game and started to, let's just say, break off of the group known as Evolution. So that is my next moment. All right, we're going next, Tower to round three. And this time, Howard, we are going to start it off with Justin. And Neil will go uh, second. John will go third. I will go last again. So, round three, proceed with your first match, Howard, please. Oh, I'm next. Yes, you have the first uh, pick in the third round. Yes, who's your next moment? Yes, Justin, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Stone Cold versus The Undertaker at SummerSlam 1998. Highway to hell. Yes, great moment in the garden indeed, no doubt about it. A lot, of, a lot of moments came out of the garden for many years, and that was definitely one of them. And the Undertaker and uh, the uh, Texas Rattles think, of course, a great moment considering what had happened the year before. Uh, no question about it. Very, very good moment there indeed. Uh, Justin, very good moment there at the Garden. Good moment indeed. Uh, very good. All right. Up next, uh, that would be uh, Neil. Neil, you're up again. John, you will go third. How are, so what do you got for our next moment here? 
All right, so I, I'm actually I'm actually watching a good match, bro. I'll watch, I'll watch it after we're done with Raw Radio. But um, okay, so this is when uh you had um WCW WWF days um where they had the alliance um so this yeah. is when uh this is when Booker T can you dig it sucker yeah. versus uh if you smell what the Rock is cooking uh versus the Rock. Uh, SummerSlam 2001. Uh, Ooh, this is for the WCW cool. title. This is for this was this was interesting because you had Shane McMahon at ringside. So this match yeah. was nuts. Even even though even though we know who won, but still this was on top the best the best for sure. The, I I got to put this on round three for sure. Yeah. This was SummerSlam uh, one and packed, Taylor, you know? Yes. yes this yeah. Was this was actually cool. packed. Yeah, this was, of course, uh, in San Jose, California, so, right now. Right. Summer Slam 01, 15,293, yeah. however, packed into the venue that night, of course. Uh, definitely a great match there. That was, of course, a good match. Of course, we had seen what had happened before. However, the alliance, of course, consisting of WCW and ECW. And uh, like you said, The Rock actually was at one time, and this is no joke, folks, he was actually really the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. The Rock, of course, would hold that belt for about six weeks, if you were for losing it to Chris Jericho in October of 2001. Mm-hmm. His reign of 63 days, ladies and gentlemen, will go down as one of the more unique moments in history, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. Uh, no question about it. So, yeah, he held that belt for 63 days from August of 2001 to October of 2001 when he would lose it to uh, Chris mm-hmm. Jericho. But then The Rock would regain it a second time, however, if you will, mm-hmm. our in November, however, on Raw, however, this, of course, was for to the World Championship, but, of course, he would hold it for five more weeks, if you will, however. So, Chris, like I said, my mistake, The Rock's two different reigns, however, I'm looking here, I mean, even though it doesn't count, however, all time, uh, but during the WWF time, still, however, that's, it count. Yeah, that's really good, though. It, that's, that's yeah, impressive. The Rock that's held impressive. it for a combined total, ladies and gentlemen, of 97 days. Five weeks, wow, however, that's from all, November that's almost of 01. Right there. Almost 100 yeah. days, yes. November of 01, however, when he won the title in Uniondale, New York, however, and then losing it the following month to Chris Jericho, however, which became a double champion. And then, of course, as you just mentioned, August of uh, 2001, he would beat uh, Booker T, of course, for that belt, mm-hmm. however, if you will, in yeah. San Jose, California, however, in a very good match, however, that, oh, yeah. uh, like I said, mm-hmm. had a lot of people talking. Of course, a big crowd on hand, 15,293 packing into the H Compact Center at San Jose, Ladies and gentlemen, mm. which is now known as the SAP Center. Great moment there, indeed. And Neil, very good oh, yeah. moment, indeed. All right, uh, John, you are next. What do you got as our next favorite moment, however? Okay, what I got is hmm, the first TLC match in 2000. Oh, mm. I knew someone oh, yeah. was going with TLC there. Yeah, again, we talked about Raleigh, North Carolina, folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about. Uh, something we had never seen before. Tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh, my, folks. These guys literally stole the show, however, besides The Rock, Triple H, and Kurt Angle as the second-best match back in SummerSlam mm-hmm. 2000. Again, a great show in Raleigh, North Carolina. The fans were in for a rare treat. There's 17,000 packed in to the Art mm-hmm. Raleigh Entertainment and Sports Arena, now known simply as PNC Arena, ladies and gentlemen, which is where Raw will be coming up in October. But, yes, a great, great pay-per-view moment there at... Uh, TLC won, however, no doubt about Edge and Christian defeating Devon and Bubba Ray, Jeff Hardy and Matt mm-hmm. Hardy. I mean, anytime you saw those six guys fight one another that year, however, throughout 2001, it was Mania 16, the Royal Rumble, T 
TLC here, obviously, at SummerSlam, however, 2000, TLC 2, however, yeah. obviously, at uh, WrestleMania 17, they would always just find a way to one-up each other, just steal the show in some of the most sadistic, crazy, insane, brutal, absolutely out-of-control wildness, to say the least, and there were some great moments there that uh, they have with each other, and uh, definitely you picked a great moment there, John. SummerSlam 2000 yep. stands out to me as one of the best moments. That was a great moment there, John, yeah. indeed. Uh, with those two, they really just beat the holy bejesus out of each other, no question about it. And as we said, folks, uh, getting back to SummerSlam 08, as we said, 98, as we said, we had 22,000 at the Garden that night. It was known simply as the highway to hell. Uh, of course, that was, of course, before... Stone Cold and The Undertaker, of course, uh, definitely having a great match that night. Of course, the other match that was very entertaining that match was the match before that, which was the ladder match, signing Triple H and The Rock. And that's going to be my next moment, guys. Triple H and The Rock and the ladder mm-hmm. match for the IC title. I mean, those guys went 26 minutes that night in the garden. Wow. And those guys really, I mean, that was when the nation, and of course, in DX had a big feud with Leonard. Triple H was with China, Johnny Lauer. The Rock was with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, now on AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling on YouTube, you can listen to a very special interview with Tony Schiavone, who conducted an interview with the World's Strongest Man recently. So uh, that's definitely worth checking out. But uh, yeah, Triple H and The Rock had some great matches over the years. And this ladder match, I mean, if you talk about two of the greatest ladder matches, three of the greatest ladder matches in history, but there's a lot more than that, however, I would oh, put yeah. these three up there. This is one of them. I would put Sean and Razor Ramon, Scott Hall at Mania 10 up there. And I would also put the rematch that they had the following year at SummerSlam 95 up there, too, that happened in Pittsburgh. I was at that one, I remember, because that happened in late oh, August wow. 95. That was, That's cool. That was actually, That's yeah, cool. I was, uh, at the time, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I would I was 18 at the time. I would have been 19 later that year. But it's so funny. The week oh, wow. after that happened, the week after it happened, how and I forget this. It was the week after it happened in Pittsburgh. I started my senior year of high school. I remember. But uh, I remember nice. the old uh, <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Great match there. Those two, I mean, mm. absolutely one each one up each other again. I mean, you had two great matches. The Mania 10 match was awesome. The rematch was even better. And mm. this one here, like I said, if you have not seen Triple H in the Rock at the Garden at SummerSlam 98, definitely go back and Google it or maybe find it on YouTube. You definitely got to watch it. This match takes your breath away. Like I said, they could have gone another four or five minutes with this. This would have been, a, this is no doubt a show stealer. I mean, they went 26 minutes with it, but they could have gone another three or four minutes to make a half hour. This was an absolute barn burner of a match, and it is definitely worth checking. So definitely go back and watch this. This is one for the ages, no doubt about it. All right. Now we're going to the next round, Howard, and apparently Justin, I believe, has stepped out for a couple minutes, so we'll get back to him in a minute. We will start with John here this time, followed by Neil and myself, and then we'll hear hopefully back from John, or not John, Justin. So, uh, John, you have the next round, Howard, in place of Justin, so let's hear what you got as uh, your next match in SummerSlam history. Okay. The next one has to be Shawn Michaels versus Triple H in those two. Yes, the no holds barred yeah. one in Long Island. That is a great moment yeah, there. Yes, yeah, I, I mean that was when Sean had come back after five years on the back injury. He had told uh, Hunter uh, prior to this, however, he was glad to be back. However, he wanted to patch things up. However, there had been tension with them both in and out of the ring. However, and it looked like they were ready to reunite DUX, but then all of a sudden. Hunter became the dick heel that everyone uh, really hated, and he super kicked Sean right in the jaw literally about a month before this on Raw, I remember, and that would set up the match, and that's when uh, Sean went up to Vince, I remember, the following week after, uh, before, or the week after it happened, how he told him, I want Hunter at SummerSlam, 
and he and Vince, I remember, told Sean Howard both in and out of the ring here, are you clear? Are you healthy? Can you hold up with your back? And Vince, he told Vince, yes, my back's okay. I'll be all right, Howard. Just trust me on this. I'll do with the consequences. If it comes to be that my back is completely thrown out and I end up uh, hurting myself and I get paralyzed, so be it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try to steal the show the best I can. And Vince didn't know if he could trust him or not, but he stole the show that night, no doubt about it, besides the big main event, Howard, that happened that night. That was probably one of the most incredible comebacks I've seen a wrestler do in quite some time, but yeah, Sean and Hunter definitely stealing the show at the Long Island Legendary Nassau Coliseum in 02 in the No Holds Bar match. Great moment there, John, indeed. I will definitely uh, watch that again at some point. Huh? In fact, that's on the from the vault, Sean Michaels DVD that I have. Huh? And like I said, if you have not seen that match either, folks, huh? and you want to talk about two guys who both in and out of the ring develop the best of friends and the worst of enemies, however, and also tension with each other, however, outside of the ring, however, in their personal lives with their families, however, definitely make it a point to watch this match and also watch the story about how it all came together as they've been on and off. Best of friends, worst of enemies, as I said, for many years, however, but being in the clique together, however, and being uh, together, they've uh, been through thick and thin and they've spilled blood and they've also traded blood with each other over the years, however, and given their own blood to each other, too, so... Great moments on great fantastic match there you picked there between Sean and Hunter. Uh, definitely, like I said, folks, if you've not seen that match from O2 and Long Island, definitely Google that one as well. Great moment there indeed, John. All right, Neil, you're up next. What do you got as our next moment, however? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm still watching the Booker and Rock match. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I, I have a lot of SummerSlam matches to watch myself. Like, yeah, the one that John mentioned before, the um. The uh, uh, TLC match, yeah, I need to rewatch that. That, yeah, I, I think I did watch that live, but I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I think I did, but yeah, I'll rewatch that one as well. And then the Unstation match, yeah, that, that's, that's brutal as it is, right? The, the Sean and uh, yep. Triple H, like, like you mentioned just now. Yeah, um, fourteen thousand seven ninety seven packed into that show, and those guys went. If I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the time here. The match was actually that, that match was actually the longest match in the entire card, going almost twenty eight minutes. Oh my goodness! 20. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot I mean, of blood that was right quite, there. That was, <laughs> I mean, like I said, that, that they went at the time. Actually, the main event went 16 minutes long, which was, of course, uh, we'll talk about, which was, of course, okay. the Beast yeah. and Paul Heyman coming in his own, defeating the Rock. However, we saw what happened there. But this mm-hmm. match between Sean and her, like yeah. I said, however, went 27-20. In fact, however, uh, Dave Meltzer rated this match, however, between Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels later uh, later on in 2002, early 2003, four and a half quarter stars, almost four and a half stars out of five, saying it was one of the most unbelievable unsanctioned street fight matches he had seen in recent memory, and that was just incredible. Yeah, well deserved, yeah. It was well deserved, deserved. like I said. It's considered one of the best uh, all-time no-holds-barred street fight matches of its time. It's definitely up there as one of the top five, not one of the top ten of all time. Go ahead. Okay, so now, um, huh. Okay, so I'll go to SummerSlam 1992. All right. Um, this is when they had the uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, this was against Bret the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog. You, yep, the Bulldog and Bret Hart in Wembley, 80,000 yeah. people. 
You talk about it. That's a great moment there. That was that was gonna be my next one, but you took it from me. I'll give you okay. that one. <laughs> you you okay. get credit for this one. You talk about another great legendary IC title match, folks. Yeah. I mean, Bret Hart in the '90s how could put on some great moments, however, and this was another great moment. Eighty thousand people. Him and his brother-in-law, Davy Boy Smith, which uh, Davy Boy's uh, wife at the time, how Diana was watching. Hey. I mean, those guys. Well, that's a good match. That is a great match indeed. Bret Hart, yeah. yeah, Bret Hart and British Bulldog, David Westman. I mean, those guys oh, yeah. absolutely kind of, kind of, tore each other down, no too. doubt about it. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, those guys literally went 26 minutes in that match. They could have gone 40, 45 mm. minutes the way they were going. I mean, oh, the oh, Bulldog yeah, came sure. to the ring. Yeah, for sure. The yeah, Bulldog, of course, came longer. to the ring. If you remember, however, if you guys remember, the Bulldog came to the ring with former boxing great champion Lennox Lewis in that fight, Ooh. and the place yeah. was absolutely going ape shit. I mean, Lewis was a god, however, and Brynn, of course, being the boxing heavyweight champion, and we know about the Bulldogs' history, we know about Brett's history in the UK as well, but uh, the mm. Bulldog that night, he could have ran for the for the prince, he could have ran for the king or the prince of England. I mean, they were just absolutely going crazy for him, and uh, considering what had happened, how involving uh, Bret Hart and uh, his sister, let's just say Diane at the time, there was a lot of tension, how in the Hart family, Smith family, we all heard the story. But like I said, those guys absolutely, to steal the show and close it out the way they did for the IC title that night. Again, Bret had had that great moment the year before with Kurt Henning. Now he comes right back 12 months right. later, literally, to the day almost, and have a great match with his brother-in-law, Davey Boy Smith. I mean, what a match that mm -hmm. was. Davey Boy Smith, we had heard the story prior to the match. He wasn't feeling well. He had a staph infection. He had some health issues. He had also some other mm -hmm. personal demons dealing with her. But to just get over there, Howard, and uh, literally tough it out, to use the term loose, tough it out and just be a trooper mm -hmm. and uh, fight despite all the uh, health ailments and the personal ailments and the demons and everything. Him and, uh, like I said, uh, Brett absolutely tore it down in the UK that night. Absolutely incredible. Uh, great mm -hmm. moment there indeed, and you know, no doubt about it. And yeah. like I said, if you're looking for yeah, other great moments, yeah. Yeah. that was definitely one for the ages, no doubt. Bret Hart and uh, David Boysman, again, another fantastic moment there in SummerSlam lore history. Great moment indeed. All right, Justin's back with us now. So, Justin, you're next again. We will go to you now. What is your next moment, however, as far as SummerSlam lore? Okay, I think he's trying to get his mic back on here, so we'll wait for him here in a second. And while we're doing that, ladies and gentlemen, as we want to remind you also, ladies and gentlemen, check out well, the Power Hour every Saturday night. Tell her, real quick, hold on, Justin. Every Saturday night at 6 p.m., 141364-pound, and that is at 6 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, on the TalkShoe Radio Network. Okay, Justin, sorry about that. Go ahead. You were about to say your next moment. Please, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say Macho Man and... Ultimate Warrior, SummerSlam 92. Okay, another great moment there. Yeah, another ladies one. And gentlemen. Another great mm -hmm. moment from SummerSlam 92. Yes, uh, the Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage. A very good moment there indeed. Uh, they had had a great moment, of course, at Mania 7, of course, uh, career versus uh, whatnot, of course. And to return in favor, and of course, Savage was the champion at the time. Another great moment indeed. Very good moment, almost going 30 minutes there too. Uh, very exciting moment, of course, there. In England, very unique moment. Of course, two guys who had known each other very well. Of course, we said WrestleMania 7, they had fought each other. Uh, title versus career, if you remember, in Los Angeles. So they were supposed to be in the old L.A. Uh, Coliseum, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, but that turned out to be at the L.A. Sports Arena because of uh, what happened with the Gulf War. Mm -hmm. So they could not have it in the Coliseum, which is a shame because if they had had it at the Coliseum, they would have drawn the biggest crowd ever in history of 100,000 people, believe it or not, at that time, which is insane. 
But uh, Justin, great moment indeed. Great, great moment there between the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage. Of course, they had had that really fantastic moment uh, at Mania 7. And then to return uh, a short time later, and do it at SummerSlam again, and even one-up the SummerSlam or the Mania 7 match uh, almost to the degree. I give you credit on that one indeed. Very, very good moment indeed. All right, my next moment is going to be SummerSlam 97. And this is a okay. good one. I think everyone's going to... You're going to like this one, guys. It's going to be... Uh, Owen Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. Of course, we had seen what had happened. Stone Cold had had his neck jacked up somehow, some way. He got through it how, after being literally, let's just say, dropped on his head by Owen Hart by accident. And of course, we all know what had happened with the whole story about that, Howard. But uh, for Owen to somehow, or not for Owen, for Austin to grit it out and tough it out the way he did, Howard, and win the IC title away from Owen that night. You've got to give him credit. I mean, that was just a brutal match in itself, of course. Uh, we had seen what had happened. Of course, there was another match that really stole the show that night in the Barn Save, New Jersey. Of course, it was known as Heart and Soul. Great match there, of course. Owen was the IC champion, as you know, uh, at the time. Really great moment there, no doubt about it. In fact, Owen, going into that uh, show, believe it or not, had been champion for about... Let me see here. Hold on a second. A second. Had been champion for almost literally three months. Austin, of course, would uh, hold the title, however, for at least a month and a half, however, and then Owen would get it back, however, again, however. The same day, however, he would lose one of his closest friends, of course, Brian Pillman, at Bad Blood in Your House, however. But, uh, yeah, at the time Owen had won the title, however, he had won it, of course, from uh, his former uh, good friend and now somewhat bitter enemy, The Rock. Austin, of course, captured the title, of course. He would hold it for five weeks, if you will, but then he would have to give up the title shortly thereafter because of a neck injury, if you will, that had uh, jacked him up a little bit in the matchup, somewhat, if you will, in the encounter with um, Stone Cold, or Owen Hart, excuse me. So that is my uh, next moment there, guys. All right, uh, we'll go around once again, and this time we will start it off with, of course, of all the people, we'll start it off with uh, Justin, then we'll go to uh, John, and then we'll go to Anil, and then we'll go to myself again. Hopefully we'll be hearing from some more people here at episode 304. Let's give you the number one once again, one six zero five five six two zero four four four. caller ID, one three eight seven four four pound We are hoping to hear from the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie along with the uh, uh, Black Woman Michelle Lindot, King of R.T. Smith, uh, as well as uh, the Gmail experience of Big IQ Jeff T is the Rush Ronda, Rush Wright, and the Empress Amory Rickenbach as well. All right, uh, so with that said, let's go to the next round, Howard, and we will start it off, of course, this time with Justin. So, Justin, you are up again. However, what do you got as our next moment? I'm going to say... Uh... Ladder match. Scott Hall, we know it's Razor Ramon, and Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental title match from WrestleMania 10 at yes, SummerSlam 95. I, yes, the, the one I just mentioned. Yes, indeed. The, 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 uh, like I said, the one I had but, just yeah. talked about. Yes. That's okay. You can mention that's fine. Yes, SummerSlam 95, a return match from Mania 10. A great moment there at Pittsburgh. Howard, a good encounter indeed, no doubt about it. Very unique moment there. That was also on the same weekend, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero would fight their last match in ECW before showing up in WCW less than a month, five weeks later. But yes, a very good match there between Scott Hall and uh, Shawn Michaels, if you will, the return encounter from Mania 10. Howard, Scott, it was uh, Shawn... Uh, Razor Ramon 2, if you will. However, great match there at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. Great moment indeed there. No doubt about it. Very unique, to say the least, however. 
if you will. So uh, a very entertaining one as well. Very good moment there indeed, Justin. All right. Uh, up next, Howard, let's go to our next person, Howard, who is up on the clock, and that is John. John, what do you got as our next favorite moment, however? Uh, that moment when, uh, the moment when, <laughs> when we saw, uh, John Stewart turn on John Cena. Oh, yes, that was just recently, Heller. That was, uh, SummerSlam, I believe, 2019, if I remember correctly, I think it was. 2015. 2015, excuse me, SummerSlam 2015, okay. That, of course, uh, was in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, of course, ladies and gentlemen. We saw what had happened, of course, Seth Rollins, of course, getting hell power from Jon Stewart, however. And, of course, this was a winner-take-all match for both the titles, however. A very good, entertaining match there, nevertheless, however. As we said, we saw what happened, of course, uh, that night when apparently we saw what happened, however, and that was when, like you said, however, John Stewart, the host, however, looked like he was going to help Cena after he had been badmouthed by Rollins, however, and Rollins, of course, was tired of Stewart's mouth, however, saw Stewart kind of, well, let's just say, betray Cena and everyone in general, however, by helping uh, the one person we didn't think he was going to help, and that was Seth Rollins, and that is win both belts. Uh, great moment there indeed, John. Fantastic moment there at the Barclays Center, if you will. Great moment indeed. All right, very good. Uh, and Neil, you're up next, Howard. What do you got as our next moment, however? Man, I'm enjoying this Booker T versus Rock match. Damn, I'm like, like I can't miss it, bro. Okay, I'll, uh, yeah, like I said, I'll watch it full through when I'm, uh, when I'm. No, it's okay. You can still watch it while we're doing. This. Yeah, no plus, no plus. I need, you know, yeah, plus I need to watch the '92 match that 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 Bret Hart and Bush, British Bulldog. Yeah, I have yeah, that, that one you'll like. Oh, that one's well, a great match. You will. You definitely gotta watch that tonight before I'm gonna watch that, that one. That's a great one to watch. Tonight. Uh, yes. Okay, let's see. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go. Let's see. Let me think here. Um, okay, I'm gonna go SummerSlam 2011. Alright. Um, this was when... Yeah, this was when, um... Yeah, CM Punk uh, defeated John Cena for that uh, for the undisputed WWE Championship with, with Triple H as the special guest got referee. Yeah, I'm looking was, at that right now. That yes, was a crazy that, one. Yes, that was. Uh, that match in 2011 was crazy. Yes, that of course was in the Staples Center of LA. 17,400 people packed in, and if you remember too, how our that's all you just mentioned. Triple H was the special guest referee, and of course Kevin Nash, after being badmouthed by Punk pretty much for weeks on end, how. Decided to take a little vengeance out on Mr. Punk, if you will, Howard. Oh, Triple H was watching, and that's when, of all people, a certain little you-know-who came to the ring, however, uh, with his mm. briefcase, and let's just say cashed in, of course, however, and within five seconds, a lot of people were shocked and livid to say, least, as Alberto El Patron, a.k.a. Alberto El Taco Del Rio, yeah. Supreme, Howard Burrito, yeah. Gordita, whatever, 
walked out of Los Angeles as the new heavyweight champion. Everyone thought CM Punk, however, had actually retained the belt, however, if you will, right. however, against John mm-hmm. Cena. But then, of course, he ended up leaving with nothing, however, in his hands. And let's just say the next night he was absolutely livid when he saw Alberto at Del Rio come out, however, with his gold, however, after Del Rio had cashed in with his briefcase at Money in the Bank. So, yes, very good moment there in Los Angeles indeed. As we said, 17,404 packed into the Staples Center. It was then known at the time as the biggest party of the summer, certainly without question. Uh, guys, I'll be right yeah. back. How are you talking to you? I'll be right back. Okay. And my eyes, what do you see? What's up, personality? Uh, that song was crazy, man. I loved uh, CM Punk's song when that came on. Oh, yeah. that person I still is the best. Oh, my God. Oh, I miss the dude. <laughs> Yeah, but he's in AW now. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, John. If you're wondering, yeah, I'm still I'm watching the uh the rock the Rockford Booker T in 2001. So if you're See any like uh, okay. feedback that or excitement? Yeah, I'm oh. watching that match. I'm telling you that. Ah, uh, I need to watch so many SummerSlam matches. I'm telling you, dude. You got you guys named a lot. Like you and Justin, man. I need yeah. to watch so many. Now, now you guys made me go on like a uh, SummerSlam spree. I need to watch a lot of matches now. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, though. We we get to go back and remember yeah. the thing. That's awesome. Very awesome. Oh man, I need to like. Write these down or something. There's like so many though. We named like like at least ten of them, but there's probably more than we can even think of. But oof, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like that idea. Yeah, I, I don't know if JD came up with this idea, but yeah, it's a good. This is a good idea for the show. I I like this idea. I like mm-hmm. it.
Oh man, Paul Heyman was a good announcer. Though, so I'll give him that, dude. I, he was good at announcing. Miss Paul Heyman as announcing. He would, he would be a good commentating team too. I'll tell you. Man, yeah. that damn good, dude. Oh yeah. Not that much. What a year 2001 was, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> I can watch every we were on SmackDown back then, dude. Jeez. Oh. The year that was. Even that Royal Rumble was cool, too, yeah. That long. Oh, oh yeah, Stone Cold one of the year, that's right. Yeah, man, that was. Oof. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we had Armageddon back then. Oh, yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, No Way Out. Damn. Oh, shit. Oh. Uh, too bad we don't have all that no more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too bad. Mm. Oh. Okay. Okay, oh, I'm yeah, back. Was... Sorry about that. Sorry about okay, that, guys. Yeah. I'm back. Okay. No problem. No problem. All right. One thing I did hear also, guys, and out of wrestling news, I'm just seeing this now, and this is from the Pat McAfee okay. show earlier today. According to reports, mm-hmm. there has been discussion that has not been confirmed yet either, but mm-hmm. there is discussion that the Buffalo Bills could be on their way out of Buffalo. According to reports, they're saying now that the Bills could be on their way to Austin, Texas, and moving to Austin, Texas, possibly, because they are having issues with their stadium. I don't know if you guys heard okay. that or not, but uh, this is what I've been hearing, however. According to reports, however, 
Uh, I said right now, how our CBS Sports is reporting the story. How our, uh, this is what they said. How our, uh, where is it? How our, I'm looking here. Uh, yeah, here it is. It says here, the Buffalo Bills have been located for six years. According to the Buffalo News, how our, the team has had preliminary talks, mm-hmm. however, with the state of New York and Erie County about getting a new stadium built. Here's what we know so far. This is the report they're saying. The Bills are owned by Terry and Kim Pegula, and their ownership has proposed a $1.5 million project that would be completely paid for by the public. Of that total, $1.1 billion would be used for a new Bills team, while the other $400 million would be used to renovate the arena that the Buffalo Sabres play in. Also, they want the public to pay for all of $1.5 million of this project. Two, a spokesman for the Pegula said that the $1.1 billion however, being requested for a new stadium was incorrect. However, the spokesman did not note if the figure was too high or too low, however. The spokesman also didn't say if the team would possibly look at relocation that those didn't get what they want, however. Now, according to the Austin American Statesman, no one on the Austin City Council has talked with the Bills about a possible relocation. That means that they have not talked with anyone, but does it mean that the threat might not be leaving Buffalo is serious or this is a bluff? Time will only tell. Uh, Mitt, sorry, sorry, Mitt. And Neil, what do you make of this whole story, Howard? About, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that was a blooper. That's another blooper. But oh, what do you I know. You always do that. The, okay, good. I know. But what do you make of this story about the Bills possibly leaving New York, Howard, and heading uh, elsewhere? What do you make of this story? Hmm. Yeah, that's just like saying that, what was that? That one team went from, like, what was it? Um... Was it the Cleveland team? They went from like another name to like the Guardians. Uh, that's basically what this is, right? They're just changing names and changing yeah. locations. Mm-hmm. Like what? What was that team? Cleveland team, by the way, I forgot. The Indians. The Indians. They went from Gu- They went to Guardians now, right? Yeah, they're going to Guardians next year. Yes, they're going to the Guardians next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So basically, like, yeah. So basically, it's kind of like that the name change in MLB. Um. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, right? So they're leaving, they're leaving Buffalo, New York to go to, to Austin now? Yeah, they're talking about Austin, Austin and they're Texas, talking about right? other places, yeah. Austin, Texas, yeah, they could right. Going to wow, Texas, they could be going to some other places, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, wow, because you said they're having, what, stadium issues is what that is, is what this yes, is, Yes, right? the stadium issue is part of it, yes. And uh, they're also, they were looking Ooh. at some other cities. I heard there was some talk that they might be going to Toronto. There's been talk they might be moving okay. down, uh, down to, like, like, possibly near Philadelphia, Howard, near Penn State University. Right, right, they right. They might be taking this team, too. But I don't know what's going to happen with this team. Mm, that's, I really don't. Yeah, that's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, that, the, if I want to put it in one word, that's unfortunate, yeah, because... You have to leave your uh, your city of uh, New York, and you have to like you know uh, lo- relocate elsewhere. That kind of sucks. Yeah, but yeah, we'll definitely be sucks. keeping on. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on this story, no doubt about it. We will definitely yeah. be watching this very carefully. Uh, John or just uh, John? Yeah, John. Uh, what is your take on this story? Sorry. Agreed. Yes, I would definitely agree. And Justin, what about you? Okay, I think we'll be waiting for Justin's answer here in a minute here. So mm. while we're doing that, folks, however, we're hoping, like I said, to hear from some more people here. We do not know when we're going to be hearing from them, but we hope to hear from them soon, including a guy <laughs> wearing uh, a red cherry no. shortcake dress on. And we know who that is. But let's see uh, everyone's weather forecast yeah. right now. While we're doing that, how can catch you up on the weather. Let's go. You know what's going on. A gorgeous day here in Pittsburgh right now. Sunny in 76. Tomorrow will be 82. And sunny followed by Wednesday. A chance of rain, however, a little bit on Thursday. However, high of 80. And then it gets really humid, however, next week in the upper 80s and 90s, if you will. 
in Tampa, ladies and gentlemen, right now. It is an 83 rain-soaked day for an EO, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, 83 right is now. a lot, man. Yeah, but tomorrow will be it's sunshine with some clouds and a chance of rain. High of 86, 88 in mm. rain on Wednesday, 92 on Thursday in rain, and then 90, however, on Friday with a chance of a late-day shower in Tampa. Meanwhile, in Indianapolis, mm. ladies and gentlemen, and just in the neck of the woods, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you what the weather looks like right now. It is 75 in sunshine. Tomorrow will be 80 in uh, sun and clouds, 82 in sunny on Wednesday, 86, however, on Thursday, and then 87, however, on Friday with sun and clouds as well. In front row, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in John's neck of the woods, let's tell you what the weather looks like right now. It is a gorgeous day, 83 in sunshine. Tomorrow will be 76 in cloudy, followed by 80 in sunshine on Wednesday. But a chance of a late-day shower Thursday, high of 74, and then it gets back up to 83 on Friday with a chance of rain as well. So it looks pretty good in Front Royal. Meanwhile, Trinity, North Carolina, the home of uh, Mr. Starry Shortcake and his 27 dresses, ladies and gentlemen, however, let's give you the forecast there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is 85 and sunny right now, but it will be cool tomorrow on Wednesday. Highs of 72 and chance of showers each day, followed by 77 and rain on Thursday, and then 80 even on Friday with a chance of rain yet again. In Toronto, ladies and gentlemen, the home of King of Euro, Gerard T. Smith, it is 74 and sunny right now, but it will be 79 and sunny tomorrow, however, as well, followed by 77 on Wednesday, and then 82 on Thursday, and then 80 with a chance of sun and clouds Thursday and Friday in Toronto. Palmyra, Virginia, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the home of our good friend, Queen Michelle Lynn Dodds, it is 84 and sunny right now. It'll be 78 tomorrow and cloudy there, followed by 77 hour on Wednesday with sun and clouds. A chance of a late day shower Thursday, high of 74 hour, but then it warms back up on Friday, high of 85. So it'll be up and down all week there. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, in the home of the Empress Amory Rickenbach, it is 89 sunny right now, 86 hour and sunny tomorrow as well. 88 on Wednesday, followed by 91 and 97 on Friday. So please be careful with the heat and humidity out there if you're in the Midwest. Believe me, it's a scorcher. And speaking of scorcher, however, we want to also tell you real quick the weather for our good friend, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel's neck of the woods. Mitt will be back with us hopefully in two weeks. Right now it is 89 yep. and cloudy right now, followed by rain. Of course, 84 on Tuesday, tomorrow with a chance of a late-day shower. Then rain the next three days, 83, 86, and 87, Wednesday through Friday. But then it gets back to decent weather on Saturday, high of 88 with a chance of a late-day shower coming in. Right now, Neil, of course, is in Hawaii right now, ladies and gentlemen, having fun with Don Ho and the hula girls, if you will. In fact, I heard he's been taking hula lessons. In fact, he'll let us know when he gets back how those hula lessons went, how when he returns from his little sabbatical here in a couple weeks. Uh, let's see, is Justin back with us right now? I have not seen if Justin's back with us. Justin, are you back with us right now? I am. Okay. Well, we're gonna. All right, I hear you. Well, we're gonna go one more time here, ladies and gentlemen, around hour as we are okay. approaching the 4:30 hour, ladies and gentlemen, and let's get everyone's final uh, moments as far as SummerSlam. So this time I will start with Anil. John will go second. Justin will go third, and then I will close it out here in our final moments. So, uh, with that being said, let's hear our final moments from everyone with their SummerSlam predictions. Go right ahead, however, with the person I picked first, however, with their final SummerSlam moment. Okay, I think it was me, right? Yes, you have the first uh, pick on this one. You know, yes. All right. <sighs> okay. No, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. When you were uh, when you're gone when you're gone away for uh, for a few minutes, like I was telling John, there's a lot of SummerSlam matches, man. We we only listed like what maybe what ten or fifteen of them. Yeah, we. I, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more than that. But like I said, because 
like you said, because of time, we're we're running out. But I'm sure there's like at least like a fifty to fifty to a hundred good good SummerSlam oh, yeah. matches. I would, I would I would imagine. Um, but yeah, it's because of crunch time. We have to you know uh, get it to ten, fifteen, ten or fifteen. That's not that's not bad either. You know the the choices we the choices we had are not not that bad. Um. Okay, so the end. So okay, the so end is to end my final uh, pick. Okay. Um. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, SummerSlam 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, the main event. So you already know what I'm talking about. SummerSlam 2003 main event. Uh, this is where uh, Triple H had to defend his title against five other men. Uh, in the Elimination Chamber match for the World Heavyweight Title, that uh, the other five members were. Um, Goldberg, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, and Kevin Nash, and then, uh, and, and the good thing about that is, you know, the game, uh, walked in as the champ, and he walked out as the champ, which, which, which kind of doesn't happen a lot of times, you know? Yes. Like, you, yes. you might, you might have, like, title changes in a pay-per-view, but, th- but that night, Triple H knew what he was going to get into, and, and he walked out still as champion, so that's, yeah, that's yes, my indeed. final match. Good, that's good pick there. Pick right that's there. a good pick there. Yes, yeah. indeed. Triple H, as you mentioned, of course, against some of the best uh, wrestlers of all time. How are the Viper, Randy Orton, his former Evolution mate, of course. Uh, big Sexy Kevin Nash, or the Click, his other good Click mate and friend. How are the Showstopper, the main event, Shawn Michaels. Uh, the monster uh, known as uh, Bill Goldberg, no question about it. And, of course, Lionheart, Chris Jericho, great match indeed. Yep. That was actually the second best, uh, longest match of the evening, however, behind Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, great moment there. And, of course, it was held in the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona. That was at the same time, believe it or not, uh, I saw, believe it or not, and I saw the clip of this, that superstar Billy Graham was in attendance, believe it or not, after being away from the WWE for oh. so long, however. Oh, wow. He finally came back, however, uh, that weekend, in fact, uh, prior to the show that day, to try to uh, smooth things over with Vince McMahon and the entire company after burying mm-hmm. them for so long because of what he had said in the past. And on the Superstar right. Billy Graham DVD, 20 years gone too soon, they show a clip of him talking with the Lava Legends that uh, particular day. He gets to see Vince for the first time in a long time. He sees Shane, Linda, Stephanie. Uh, he got to talk to Kurt Angle, I remember. Rick Flair was an old friend of his. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, that was pretty cool. So a uh, great moment there, uh, you know, great, great moment. Oh, yeah. No question about it. I remember that moment very well. So, But like you said, Hunter uh, going through hell in the chamber that night in the Valley of the Sun, uh, and sweating yeah. bullets, no pun intended, but the heat turned oh, yeah. up was, in yeah, the American West Arena that night. It was a brutal match, no doubt. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And uh, we know the American West Arena now known as known as the Footprint Center. If you used to be the Talking Stick Resort Arena, now known as the Footprint Center. Mm. But uh, that was okay. a great moment indeed. 16,113 saw a very, very exciting show in Phoenix that night. No question about it. Great moment indeed. All right, uh, John, you are next for your final moment. What do you got as far as our last moment goes as far as SummerSlam goes? Okay. Final moment. What happened? <sighs> final moment would probably be... Let's see. Hmm. Brock Lesnar and John Cena. Oh yes, the the suplexes around the world. Uh, do you remember? I, I'm trying to think of this. Was that 2016? I want to say 2014. 2014. Yes, that was a performance mm. in Los Angeles at the Staples Center. John Cena thrown around like a rag doll that night, if you will. No pun intended. However, I believe 16 17 <laughs> suplexes were thrown in that one. Again, it was in Los Angeles. A very intense match. 17,000. 357 packed into the building that night, and of course that was 
just incredibly just insane. I mean, like I said, that was one of the most uh, craziest matches ever. Brock Lesnar going into the match as the world's heavyweight champion, exiting as the champ still. How, excuse me, John Cena was the champion, I should say. Uh, at the end of the night, Brock Lesnar became the champion, if you will, as he threw right. John Cena around like a rag doll. Hell, he could have thrown him into the Pacific Ocean and all the way up to freaking uh, northern part of California near Danny's neck of the woods, Sacramento, <laughs> San Francisco. Oh, man. But, I mean, Brock was <laughs> just hell-bent on destroying Cena that night. And let's just say yeah. he definitely destroyed him, no doubt about it. No, Great did. moment there he indeed, did. of course, uh, Brock Lesnar winning the match and, of course, becoming a four-time champion in the process by destroying John Cena that night. Great moment there, John, indeed. All right, uh, Justin, you have the final uh, call in your match, hour, so I will go to you next. And while Justin's doing that, ladies and gentlemen, we want to yeah. remind you, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, of course, ladies and gentlemen, SmackDown will be live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, one week from this Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, at the BOK Center. Tickets are still on sale in two weeks from today, ladies and gentlemen. They will be live in San Antonio, ladies and gentlemen, at the AT&T Center, of course, there in Shawn Michaels' hometown. That should be a very great show, of course, as we will be live from the Alamo City two weeks from today. And uh, back with uh, us? I think he is, but we haven't heard from him yet. Justin, you there? Okay. Apparently, uh, we're gonna we'll come back to him then. I guess we'll come back to him. Okay. All right, my final moment is a good one. And I'm going to take you back, guys, to SummerSlam 1989, ladies and gentlemen. This was a very Ooh. good moment, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And, of course, this was in the Meadowlands of East Rutherford, New Jersey. And the match that I'm going to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, of course, was Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake with Miss Elizabeth taking on Randy Savage and Zeus with Sensational nice. Share. Of course, the No Holds Barred movie mm. had come out earlier in the summer. We had seen what happened with uh, the late uh, Zeus, a.k.a. Tom Tiny Lister Jr., better known to you all as Debo, if you will. Of course, he passed away just uh, this past December, ladies and gentlemen, at the age of 62 due to heart disease. Uh, he had wrestled, of course, ladies and gentlemen, for several years. He was also, of course, an actor, of course, appearing in movies, like I said, Friday, Beverly Hills Cop 2, uh, among others, ladies and gentlemen. I'm looking at some of his uh, resume here. Uh, Little Nicky, of course, he appeared in. And uh, he had also done some other movies. His last movie, of course, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, however, it was called Hellhole. Uh, he'll be coming out with a new movie called <laughs> Domino Battle of the Bones at some point this year. However, playing a character called 12 Street. But he's also appeared on TV shows like uh, Perfect Strangers, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, Martin, mm. uh, The Cleveland Show, believe it or not, Webster, uh, Mr. Box Office, if you will. And he also did movie videos with Michael Jackson's Remember the Time with Eddie Murphy. Uh, he appeared in Ice Cube's Friday video, of course, from the movie that came out later that year. He also appeared with Ice Again and You Can Do It, Iggy Azalea, uh, The Boys, uh, playing a guy called Happy, believe it or not. But like I said, uh, I would say that match between those two, uh, like those four teams, was very unique. Of course, No Holds Barred had come out, of course, uh, if you will, earlier in 1989, of course, with Hulk Hogan. Ooh. This, if you will, this? that was actually released, believe it or not, two months before. Well, there's Justin now. Not, there's there Justin, okay. It had only made only $15 million. But also, ladies and gentlemen, in that same movie with Hulk Hogan and, of course, 
Tom Tiny Lister Jr. We had seen actors mm-hmm. like uh, David Paymer appeared in the movie, uh, Bill Henderson, if you will, and also WWE wrestlers. Uh, put up the 1999 uh, match at uh, SummerSlam, Justin, to answer your question. Also, we had seen some other uh, wrestling greats appear in the movie, including Mean Gene Okerlund, Jesse the Body Ventura, the Fink Howard Finkel, uh, Stan Hansen, uh, believe it or not, uh, the guy known as Demolition Member Axe, Bill Eady, and then, of course, Gorilla Monsoon's son had also appeared in that movie, too. What's that? Justin, what did you say? Who's Who's this person you're talking about? So, um, Zeus. Zeus. Tom Tiny Lister Jr. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Oh, oh. And Bruce Beefcake versus Zeus and Randy uh, Macho Man Savage. Oh, no yeah, Hulk. I know who he is. Yeah, that's the one I just mentioned. It's my final moment. Uh, you have the final one, so please go ahead with your last and final match of uh, SummerSlam lore. Me? Yes. Oh, I know, fool short. I'm going to say... Uh... Pets versus Shane, the lover of Libra match from SummerSlam 99. That's a good one, yes, yes, very good moment indeed. SummerSlam 1999, another great moment, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. Of course, that was held, and of course, uh, the Target Center in Minneapolis, ladies and gentlemen, of course, a very unique moment. Testing uh, Shane McMahon at Greenwich Street Fight, of course, Jesse Ventura had been in that uh, encounter, of course, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, it was called an out-of-body experience, and we all saw what had happened, of course, uh, with Mankind winning, of course, however, we saw what would happen the next night on Raw, if you will, when Triple H captured the title for the first time and uh, became the World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, very good moment there, indeed, uh, Justin. Very good moment, indeed. Now, before we continue on, ladies and gentlemen, we understand that uh, we heard uh, Mr. WCW was asked, uh, being asked this recently, and I think everyone's going to get a laugh out of it. So this is what he was asking people to do on this weekend. Love each other. Yeah, I, I guess they do. You know, Donna, they've known each other a lot longer than we have. That's true. And if we're going to be neighbors, we're going to have to learn to set aside our differences. Friends. Friends. Mrs. Brown, I want you to spank me again. That's what that they were, that's what, uh, they were asking. Chad was asking, and I think uh, he got denied on that opportunity. But also, mm-hmm. some he recently uh, was... Uh, Asking someone this, how let's just say he got this answer. Well, uh, ever, like, been with an older man? Uh, <laughs> Leave me alone, you loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> Shut up, dill hole. So, that's what, uh, I guess, uh, some of the girls were rejecting him over the weekend, uh, were uh, telling him, however, especially when he had those questions. But again, we will be hopefully hearing from him shortly. But like I said, we're going to have a lot to talk about nope. next week, folks, here at episode 305, ladies and gentlemen, of course, including our least favorite moments of summertime. So you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. Let's give you the number here at episode 304 again. one 605 pounds The human suplex machine along with the Rouse thinking El Patel, myself, and the Soul Man all here. We were hoping to hear from some more people here this afternoon, including King, the King Queen of... Uh, Madness, GTS, and MLD, but due to some prior comments, they have not joined us here today. That's understandable. The Heartbreak Kid is also uh, not joining us here today due to a prior uh, commitment. That's understandable. We will hopefully be hearing from them at some point, along with the rest of them, later this week. Uh, of course, as we said, tonight, 11 p.m. on Groves and Sports 
Sofalis Wrestling Incorporated. You can check mm-hmm. out, ladies and gentlemen, right now, ladies and gentlemen, the votes for uh, this coming week's AEW. Also, John will have a lot to talk about today, including the release of Bray Wyatt, ladies and gentlemen. Also, a look back at the MLB trade deadline, a look ahead to seeing what's going to be coming this week, how are on Dynamite, plus a look back at AEW Dark Evolution. And he will also give you his thoughts about the Olympics, I'm sure, along with some other news going on, including, however, what will be happening on NXT tomorrow night. Like I said, it's 4.36 p.m. today, so I don't know what anyone else wants to add anything real quick. I, I'm going to go around the table here. John, do you want to add anything else? Uh, as we, uh, kick it around. Hold on. Playing that. Well, I have an idea. And joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome in the Steve McGarrett of the bunch, ladies and gentlemen. We know who that was, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Howard. And he always oh. books them, however, but he also has another book, however, that uh, the pages stick, and we all know how it's. He's afraid to admit those pages stick, but let's welcome him in anyway, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Joining us from Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, Howard, the man who uh, had his uh, good friends over, Mary Palmer and the Five Sisters over this past weekend, named Rosie, Sticky, uh, and everything in the Palm family, Howard. Let's welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, from Trinity, North Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, however, let's just say Steve McGarry of the Bunch and his Rosie Palm, the one and only Mr. Chad Inshaw. Chad, welcome to 304. Thank you very much, and uh, J.D., you are really asking for it there, aren't you there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing we talked about today... Yeah. Well, one thing we did talk. Well, one thing we did talk about today. However, we were talking about, of course, is the big story of the weekend. Of course, Bray Wyatt being released, also Ric Flair being let go by WWE, and AEW, of course, selling out their tickets for Rampage. I know you have a lot to address in those three matters. So, please, let's hear what you have to say on those three, and then let's hear what we got planned for this week as we are winding down uh, episode 304 here today. Okay, thank you very much there, uh, J.D., and I will get to your, I will get to the thoughts about what you just mentioned just a moment. First off, let me just take care of some business. 4.36 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, 
Monday, August the 2nd, 2021. WWS Raw Radio, episode number 304, uh, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138-744-POUND. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, of course, coming at you from the HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as J.D. has said and predicted, by the way. Of course, the one prediction he had wrong was the fact that uh, he's the one with the dresses, not me. Anyway, <clears throat> let's go. Ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and get right to it. Uh, first off, here, let's run down what we're going to talk about here in the radio network here this week. First off, of course, uh, tomorrow evening at 7:30, WCWS Wrestling Revisited, uh, 139.926-pound, as of course the, uh, the Bruce Cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas, and of course a plethora of guests will be talking about some classic and current wrestling moments. Obviously, we'll be talking about Raw and also what will be, what will be going on tomorrow on NXT. So be sure to listen in on that tomorrow night at 7.30. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound, episode number 1023 of WCWS Revolution. <clears throat> news and views, history and news and views, history and birthdays. Also, of course, we'll talk about the results of tonight's edition of Raw. We'll get you some of the results in for NXT. And also, of course, some other wrestling stories making the rounds. We'll definitely, of course, chime in on all that. Be sure to listen in here, of course, tomorrow night at 9 for Revolution 1023. Coming up here this Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen, 141-387-pound will be our next edition of WCWUS Outside the Ropes at 630. <clears throat> we'll bring you, of course, the latest pop culture news and views courtesy of 411 Mania, plus also some pop culture history and birthdays. And also, of course, to get you prepped for uh, Wednesday's Revolution, we will be bringing you some uh, uh, two or three little uh, wrestling tidbits. Mm, excuse me. So be sure to, of course, join us for Outside the Ropes at 6.30, of course, Wednesday night, 141387-pound. Speaking of Revolution, of course, at 9 o'clock, 138055-pound. Number 1024 of Revolution, News and Views, History and Birthdays, of course, we'll talk about NXT. We'll get you some of the results in for AEW. Plus, also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, other wrestling stories making the rounds here, of course, as well. Be sure to, of course, listen in on Revolution number 1024 this Wednesday night starting at 9 o'clock. Coming up here this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget the uh, <clears throat> WWS Wrestling Debate, 139-925-pound at 7.30. As the loose cannon in the NWO Madness Kingdom will be talking about everything under, under the sun, like, of course, Obviously, of course, Raw, uh, NXT, AEW, of course, also some stuff about Impact. Also, of course, uh, some more lead-ins towards SummerSlam. Obviously, of course, some of the stories that have been making the rounds here, including what J.D. just mentioned here a moment ago, they'll be all on the, all, all on the table right there, so be sure to listen in on the <clears throat> wrestling debate at 730-139-925 pound Thursday night. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe it will be episode number 315, I believe, 315 or 316, I'll have to check on that, of NWO Wolfpack, 138-521 pound. News and views, history and birthdays, of course, we'll talk about the results of uh, AEW. And also, of course, we'll do a, we'll, we'll give a little discussion here about, of course, Impact and also other wrestling stories making the rounds. Be sure to listen in on that this Thursday night at 9. And also, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 1025 of Revolution, 138055 pound news and views, history and birthdays. We'll also talk about, of course, the results of this coming Friday's SmackDown. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give you the results 
of, of course, and I'll talk more about this in a moment, but we'll give you the results, of course, finally, of the NXT US Million Dollar Championship match between John and JD, uh, plus some other, of course, great stuff as well, including hoping to hear from Danny from Oak Park and or the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Be sure to listen in, of course, this Friday night starting at 9, 138055 pound. Also, this Saturday at 6 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget WCWS Power Hour, 141364 pound, as we will review everything we talked about here this week in the radio network. Plus, also, we'll bring you, of course, Saturday's wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays and some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of 411 Mania. Be sure to listen to us, of course, this Saturday evening for Power Hour. Now, as far as, of course, talking about the NXT US Million Dollar Championship match, as, of course, we talked about all last week, unfortunately, the poll option in the WWS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center page has been disabled. I have not been able to get, find out any answers as to why in the world they, have, they haven't done it with any other of our pages but except for this one. I'm not sure why. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we did some revamping. And so from here on in, unless something else happens with this one, um, a, lot of, a lot of folks on here currently, I mean, J.D. and John may, may know this page, but I don't know if everybody else knows it or not. The page that we had on the group page, of course, entitled WCWS Revolution Reborn, we have, I have revamped that group. And now it is called Revolution Reborn TCS Match HQ, which means all the matches and the poll matches that we do in the Trivia Championship uh, Series all the polls that I post will be on that page instead of the pay-per-view prediction center page. So <clears throat> I have, of course, posted a link. Uh, uh, John was at where, and I do thank John, of course, for allowing me to post this in his group uh, over the weekend. John, I do greatly appreciate that, sir. Thank you very much for uh, uh, <clears throat> for for allowing me to, of course, uh, uh, for allowing me to do that. Um, of course, let me go ahead and see if we have any any more updates here about this, which we did not get. We have not received a whole lot of updates here as of yet. But uh, but the link for this page is on John's group, uh, and also of course those who are in the uh, Raw Rant panel chat box, you can also check it out. You can find the link there as well. It is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUS TCS Center. That is, I have redone the name of the, the web address for this too, so that's what that's called. And that looks like, well, we've gotten a little bit of movement. Okay. Right now, as of right now, that match is currently tied at one vote each between John and JD. Of course, like I said, we will, as we, as of course, we will announce the winner this, this Friday of course, on uh, episode number 1025 of Revolution. Uh, now to get to JD's, of course, topics here. First off, the, the situation involving Bray Wyatt. Uh, first of all, I think everyone would agree that it did catch everybody off guard. Uh, obviously, of course, WWE has stated on numerous occasions that they haven't had anything for him. Of course, they said that, too, about his brother, Bo Dallas, if you remember that not too long ago. Of course, what happened to Bo? They let him go, unfortunately. Uh, so now, my personal situation is is that 
you know, you know, Bray Wyatt had a terrific run WWE. I mean, outstanding run, I would say. Regardless if it was a heel or was considered a babyface at one point in his career, it didn't make a difference because I thought the man was very talented. I mean, I did. I mean, the mask was kind of scary and everything like that. But of course, you know, I mean, some, some sometimes you know that you come up with new things that with new stuff every single time. And I thought he he carried that character very very well. I really think so. But my own personal my own personal point of view here, I think I think Vince made. I know that it might have been Lauren Nottis that may have, may have said something, but ultimately you you had to realize that it actually had to come from the lips of the the uh, the chapped lips of Vince McMahon, obviously. Uh, of course, his lips are so chapped right now. He can't bear me talk with me. He and sounds that like that. It was Larry Nice's <laughs> birthday on Saturday, too. Oh, well, and then I'm, I'm getting to that part right there. Now, of course, obviously, the situation involving Ric Flair. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. He has wrestled about everywhere. I think we can all agree. Wherever he's been, he's made an impact, so to speak. He has, he has been, like I said, everywhere. Obviously, NWA, WCW, obviously WWF slash WWE, of course. Uh, Ring of Honor. I know he was there for a short time. Even, of course, in the impact when it was called TNA, obviously. But nevertheless, like I said, you know, I think, I think, you know, even though it has not said, even it has not been said, of course, I do thank JD for telling me about this today, because I didn't know about it until he told me. But you got to think about it here. I think Flair was just kind of getting sick and tired of what all the mess that WWE had going on. I mean, it's 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 academic. I mean that has that has to be the ultimate reason. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm sure Vince. I mean, I'm sure all know Flair probably seen something that Vince like he saw, like he was dealing with uh, Jim Hurd back in the day and all that, all the disagreements they had with them. And yeah. I mean, it's almost like to the point that Vince was starting to not be able to run his own blame company. I think he just got really, really getting sick and tired of it. Now, of course, obviously everybody's asking. What's what's it going to mean for Charlotte? Charlotte's Charlotte's fiance is in AEW. No telling if Flair is going to still continue to be around. He may just go home. I mean, he has nothing left. I mean, no disrespect to Mr. Flair, he has nothing left to prove. Man has proven it all. He's still the man. There's no doubt about it. However, would I mean would I, would it be interesting? Hold on, hold on, hold on, right, but hold on one sec. Would it be interesting, though, if, in fact, he went over to AEW and see, obviously, of course, obviously he's seen his old uh, comrades in the horsemen, obviously, no double-A, Tully. You know, what, what could that mean? Could that be some sort of, could that be some sort of, uh, could that be lead to something that might that might be uh, might make an impact, so to speak, in AEW? And what and what a feather would be in AEW's cap if they did it? But we'll just have to just really just think about that. 
if in fact Mr. Player wishes to take that route, which I don't know if he if he would. I mean, Double A and Tully being there, I mean, obviously AEW is on leaps and bounds because they've got the legends. They got they they've got all this knowledge from a lot of these guys, including, like I said, Tully, Double A, Paul White, Mark Henry, Christian, Matt Hardy. I mean, I know because. Frankie Kazarian's been around there, been around there a while. Uh, Christopher Daniels obviously has been around there a while. I mean, they've got the skill set, so they know, so they know what to do in there. I mean, of course, obviously Cody obviously learned that from his father, and of course his brother Dustin's there. So they've got the experience. You don't need a whole lot of legends there to do, to do a whole lot, but I mean, still, that would that would be a feather in their cap if they were able to come up with something like that. But nevertheless, here, this is a crippling blow to WWE. There's no doubt about it. We have 19 days out before a major, for one of the, for one of the big three, big four, excuse me, pay-per-views pop up. 19 days off, and this happened. 19 days. They let go of one of their prime superstars, and one of their legends decides that he he's done with WWE, period. Yep. So... But anyway, getting to what you were also talking about as far as the SummerSlam matches, the best matches. Yeah. First off, like I said, SummerSlam has produced some of the greatest matches of all, of all time. There's no doubt about that. There's no question. But let me go ahead and put this into perspective here. Yeah. There are, and I said this, I think I said this when we were talking about this last year. My mind has not really... My mind has not really changed. I mean, I love the match that you mentioned, that someone mentioned. The uh, I think, Anil, you mentioned it, the one from 2003, the Elimination Chamber. Yes, correct. Where Goldberg, yes. Almost, where Goldberg almost had it until Triple H kind of screwed him out of it with a sledgehammer. Yep. I mean, not people disagree with me on that. I mean, that's their business. But that's, that's, my, point. that's my point of view on it. But anyway, anyway. That one right there is good, but I've got three others, and I can't, I can't just choose. As a, I'm just like Lay's potato chips. I just can't eat just one. Okay, I have to pick. One. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. I hate to use food as a, but hey, go figure. Uh, I got three good ones here. Okay, All right. two classics, two classics, and and we'll just say it's a somewhat recent one. Yeah. All right. First off, hey, Chad, before uh, you... Uh, go ahead, John. I got to get my Raw rating in, and uh, that's for JD. Uh, Nikki okay. and Charlotte, JD, is going to be the uh, main event, and 1.6. Raw rating will be 1.6. Okay, John, thank you very much. We will let you skedaddle, and we will talk at you later this week. <laughs> We will definitely check out your uh, show tonight for sure. So until uh, later on, have a good night, and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, y'all. It's been a flip. All right, y'all. It's been a flip. All right, John. Take it easy. John, take care, buddy. Later. 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 Okay, go ahead, Chad. You were saying now. Okay, no problem. But, J.D., you did actually mention one of them. That was from uh, SummerSlam 89. That was a great one. Hogan and Beefcake versus... uh, Macho, Macho Man Zeus. 
what I was going to mention here is, if you put it, put this into perspective, all those that are involved in that match, would you believe there's only two people left still, that are yeah, still Hogan alive? Yeah, Hogan Hogan and Beefcake. That's it was, no, actually, it's Hogan and the referee are the only two. Uh, Beefcake, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry, three. I'm sorry. Hogan, Beefcake, Cake. and the referee are the and only the referee, ones still yeah. alive. Yeah, Savage, Seuss, Elizabeth are all gone. Yep. Gone. Yep. Elizabeth is gone. Sherry is gone. Uh, Zeus we yeah. lost last December, right before Christmas. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Zeus. Yeah, Zeus is. Yeah, I remember that. So, so that's that, that's kind of sad though when you have to mention that. Anyway, the other one. Think about. Think about this. I could there there there's there's like several others. I mean that I love too. But mm-hmm. I've got to go with also SummerSlam '88. Uh, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Yes, I mean that right. That right there is a classic one. Also, I think I think this was at eighty. I think this was in eighty nine as well. This is just an honorable mention. to say the Intercontinental Title match between uh, Rude and Warrior Piper coming down there to interfere. Mm-hmm. That was classic. So. <laughs> Oh, by the way, yeah. too, guys, uh, I'm sure you probably know this on Saturday. Six years ago Saturday, we lost uh, Piper. Yeah, John mentioned that. Yeah, John mentioned that. He did talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that was that was that. I mean, uh, I also remember the episode of Revolution we did, so I would recommend going back and listening to that if anybody would like to go and do that. Anyway, anyway, here's the other one that I here's the, here's the third one of my picks here. SummerSlam 2010, Team WWE versus Team Nexus. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a, yeah. So, so that right there was that. Was, I mean, obviously, it was shocker that, uh, shocked that Daniel Bryan joined up. I think Kali had gotten hurt. Kali was supposed to be in it, but Kali got hurt. So yes, Daniel Bryan yes. And so, uh, but those were some. But the, but there there was a lot of good ones. I mean, you know. Uh, Sean, uh, Sean and Vader was a good one. Uh-huh. Obviously, yep. Brett and the Bulldog and uh, yeah, I mentioned Rimble. that. I, we talked about that. I mentioned Brett and uh, we mentioned Brett and Owen in the cage. We mentioned Brett and uh, Kurt Henning. I talked yeah. about today. We talked about Sean oh yeah, and Hogan and, and Earthquake yeah. number nine. I think what was that? Wasn't that nineteen ninety? Yeah, it was in Philadelphia. Yeah, in Philadelphia at the Spectrum. I did not mention that one. Yeah, that was a good one too. I think big. It's supposed to have been Beefcake at Hogan's corner instead. The big boss man came out there and did. Yeah, because Beefcake, I think, had been injured. I think part of that was Ron Bass, if I remember correctly, something like that. Yes, something like right. that. Okay. But uh, but yes, uh, but just to keep in mind here, uh, this one just mentioned those right fast. But anyway, folks, just to get back to what I was saying, keep in mind, like I said, WWUS Revolution Reborn. PCS Match HQ is the name of the group where the uh, where the Trivia Championship Series match match uh, polls will be posted from from now on because I have never I have not been able to find out from Facebook why in the world they took away the poll option on the Pay Per View Prediction Center page and even and if I have to revamp that too um, I'm not sure what else I would be I'm not sure what we're all we're going to be able to I'm not sure what's going to go on, but we'll keep you informed when I start posting matches for SummerSlam. I'll find, I'll let you know what we plan on doing uh, with that. But in the meantime here, check that out. Like I said, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WCWUSTCT 
PCS Center is where you was where of course I'll be posting all the trivia championship series matches. And currently, like I said, the only one going on right now is the is the rat match we had to redo for the NXT US Million Dollar Title. As John will defend against JD. Currently, right now, it is is uh, tied at one vote each, and you have until Friday to vote. So go on if you haven't joined the group, join it today, and cast your vote there as well. Uh, like I said, uh, will John be able to hold on to it, or will JD be able to grab it? We'll find out and see on some Friday. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the bulk of what I've got here for the time being. Be sure to check out all of our other groups here in WCWS, including the movie channel, where, ladies and gentlemen, I am happy to announce yesterday I've got four movies that I have posed, that I posted yesterday that I think everybody is going to actually jump over and look at right away. And that is finally, and I mean finally, I thought they would never do this, that three of the movies is the Naked Gun trilogy. They're now available on there. I just posted them yesterday. Also, the movie Top Secret with Val Kilmer. J.D., I'm sure you might remember that movie. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so so, definitely go on there, like I said, and, and uh, click it, click on it, and... Uh, and, and like I said, enjoy. Like I said, they're, they're going to be. I don't know how long they'll be available, but like I said, I would recommend going to check it out before. Like I said, if it comes, if it comes uh, before before um, it runs out, so definitely check all that out. Plus everything else we've got posted on all of our groups here as well. Let's turn things over back now, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, back to the man here, who actually is currently right now proven that he can tell it like it is in the world of wrestling, sports, and everything like that. And he does not even have to wear a pair of pants in the process. The Iceman, Jared DiGiromo. J.D., going right ahead. Yes, indeed. Thank you very much, Chad. Indeed. Let's give you the number at one, here at episode 304 We do want to thank the Human Suplex Machine. We want to thank, of course, the Soul Angels and the Most Play, Mr. Uh, Chad Inshaw, of course, and, of course, the Rafa Neil Patel. Next week, we'll have our least favorite moments, of course, ladies and gentlemen, of WrestleMania, so you want to stay tuned for episode 305. And then in two weeks, we will give you our takeover and SummerSlam predictions. Guys, we already heard about the matches tonight. AJ and almost Charlotte Flair and Nikki Ash. No DQ, no holds barred, plus Goldberg and Lastly, so Chad, I will start with you first, and Neil, you'll go next. Justin will go third, and I will go last with our raw reign. So, with that being said, however, what do we see in Chicago, especially after what has happened today with the whole Ric Flair thing and the AEW thing? Chad, I turn it over to you first. How? What do we see tonight happen in Chi Town? Well, Charlotte's going to have to really block block out this whole this whole thing surrounding her dad leaving WWE because she's if she's going to be if she's going to be in a you, you, I think they said a no holds bar encounter against uh, Nikki Nikki Cross, of course, uh, that 19 days out before SummerSlam, especially like I said, no holds barred situation. She's got to have her head on straight, and if she doesn't, she's gonna. It's gonna. Come Yo, to Nikki Cross needs to. Nick, Justin, hold on. No, uh, Go ahead, Chen. Justin, Nick hold on. Should... Justin, hold on. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. But anyway, like I said, I mean, Charlotte's going to have to have her head on straight and all that, not think about everything that happened with her dad deciding to leave and all that stuff. But, I mean, it may not even affect her at all. It may probably, to her, it might be a little bit of a benefit. I don't know. I hate to say it in that manner, but you never, but you, but you don't, but you never know. Because to keep in mind how much probably how much stroke did did Flair have in trying to help boost her daughter's career probably behind the scenes we don't know that 
but right. I mean, with him, with him being gone, is that going? Is that going to be? Is that going to? Is it going to help her, or is it going to hinder her? We're going to have to find that out. Uh, the encounter, of course, with Goldberg and Lashley here tonight, and all that. I think, I think, like I said, Lashley after what Lashley did last week, obviously. Goldberg is definitely going to have one heck of a response, and of course, it would not really, it would not really surprise me at all if Goldberg actually de- de- delivered the the, uh, the nail in the coffin and all that, and obviously decide to uh, actually decide to, to get to, to show Lashley how it's really done. But in order to get Lashley to give him a shot at that belt at SummerSlam, <clears throat> but you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I've actually got to say. If it's if it's a match, I, I think it should be the match between Charlotte and Nikki. But if it, if, if it's just if it's just like I said a if it's a we'll just say a moment, and I would have to say the moment between Goldberg and Lashley. It's got to be one of those two. There'll be a full to do them in the beginning. So it's going to be one of those two. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's just, it's kind of hard to say right now because you know how they always like to change things up. So I'm going to say it's one of those two. Uh, and as for ratings is concerned, depending upon where they put each match and moment here tonight, um, I'm going to say 1.4. I'm going to keep it like I had it last week, so I'm going to say 1.4. Okay, thank you very much. Neil, you're next. What do you got for us? Uh, yeah, so just like Chad said, right? So it's, it could be the uh, the stare down between Goldberg and Lashley, or um, that rematch with uh, with Nikki and Charlotte, where Nikki, you know, requested this rematch. Um, ooh, okay. I'm gonna go with yeah. I'm gonna go with the Goldberg and Lashley stare down. Yeah, just like Chad said, that that would kind of like you know. Uh, bring the crowd happy type of thing, because, yeah, they both are kind of, you know, um, ticked off at each other for what they've done to each other, obviously, you know, because they're building for, for SummerSlam, obviously, so, so that, that's just, uh, you know, a build-up to their, uh, match, but, yeah, I think that, I think that, that would, uh, bring, bring, uh, tonight's show, uh, uh, home for sure, um, and then a rating, let's see, uh, I'll get a 1.4 just just because of the the uh, Goldberg and um, Lashley 1.4. All right, I'm gonna say 1.5, and I think the uh, Charlotte Nikki Ash match closes the show. That's my prediction. And okay. Justin, you have the final mm-hmm. call. Yeah, I was just want I just wanted to tell Chad um, that um. Uh, they they should they should have made Nikki Cross into like a uh, like a superhero like a um, hot headed female superhero because I saw how Charlotte was taunting Charlotte Charlotte Flair was taunting and mocking um, Nikki Nikki Ash of her loss against loss against for this um, Robin's title. And Nikki Cross should snap like her like her like her like her days as insanity. She should snap and beat the living shit out of um Charlotte Flair. She she should have she should have lost her temper and beat her um, beat her up. It was and, 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 and no, that that was stupid. It was stupid booking for um this man Bruce Pritchard and Kevin Dunn to have her have um Nikki Cross to force her to shake Charlotte's hand, shake Charlotte's hand, and 
and, and let Charlotte attack, attack her, become the sore winner. <coughs> and, and um, all I can say is about about um, Ric Flair, um, um, about Vince Man, and him releasing Ric Flair. All I say is he he lost it, lost it, Chad. Every damn bit of it, he lost it. And um, I have to agree. I have to agree. I have to agree. Um, I have to go with the same thing you're rating t- tonight on Raw, Chad. Mhm, mhm. But uh, let's get back to your Raw rating prediction there, uh, uh, Justin, please. I I I I I I just said it. Um, the same as Chad's. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know that. Okay, my sake. Sorry about that. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. There's everyone's prediction and rating. Thank you very much for uh, your uh, ratings and predictions. Don't forget, next week, folks, however, we will continue our countdown to Summer Scam, if you will, Howard. And hopefully we will have mm-hmm. a couple more people join us on the show. And, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a lot more to talk about this week. Raw, AEW, New Japan, ROH, TNA, Impact, you name it and everything. Plus, NBA free agency is officially underway now. NHL free agency has been going on. The draft already happened. Major League Baseball trade deadlines all passed in that. It's been a crazy week as we are now heading into the early part of August, ladies and gentlemen. And with fall and school starting soon, back to school and starting soon for some people, Mm -hmm. it is going to be that time. So, folks, we will be back in the normal time slot at 3 p.m. again next Monday for episode 305. So be sure to check that out at that time at 3 p.m. So until next week, for the Soul Man, just the most point, for the Mouse Thinking El Patel, for the... Uh, man wearing his 27 dresses, Chad Hinshaw, and myself, along with the human suplex machine, John Gross. This is the Iceman, Jerry D. Gross, saying so long from ringside. We will take you out tonight, our ladies and gentlemen, with a funny mention. Chad played Hawaii 5-0, however. We're going to actually play a clip of Hawaii 5-0 to close out the theme here tonight, episode 304. Oh I think everyone's going to like this. This is from 1975. Let's just say it is from episode... Uh, season 5 called The Gin Who Clears the Way. And let's just say Steve McGarrett, our Jack Lord, is a little irate at a particular person, his longtime enemy and rival, Woe Fat. And let's just say he also chews out the Hawaii governor in the same scene. So let's play it for you as we say goodnight to you from episode 304 here at Raw Radio. What happened this time, Woe Fat? Luck ran out? No man is perfect, Mr. McGarrett. Every man's plans and designs are born of imperfect minds. Interesting. This is a uh, genuine United States passport? It is. You profess to be a U.S. citizen? (laughs) I profess to be a citizen of the world, but specifically for the moment, I am as my passport declares. Ah, that I am glad to hear, because as a U.S. citizen, I can also charge you with treason. Ah, there's an irony for you. And with robbery and with murder as well. And those charges, I guarantee you will stick. Then I should be grateful for the abolition of capital punishment. Should I not? Yes, send him in. There's a gentleman on his way in who has been looking forward to meeting you longer than I have. This would be Mr. Jonathan Kay. 
There's a plane waiting to take Mr. Wolfat to Hong Kong, Steve. There's a what? Wolfat is being returned to his government, and the decision is firm. Jonathan, this man is a murderer. There's a string of a dozen bodies tied to him. Now, Steve, I know that as well as you do. The decision is still irrevocable. What do you mean it's irrevocable? He committed crimes in this state. Capital crimes. This is my jurisdiction. Why is it irrevocable? Mr. K will explain as soon as I've left. We see now your imperfection, Mr. McGarry. Had I been in your place, I would not have taken you alive. That I can be sure. Given the option, however, I know that you would always preserve my life. May I begin my journey now, Mr. K? I believe my continued presence would only cause Mr. McGarrett greater anguish than he already feels. There's an escort waiting outside to take you to your plane. You may keep the passport and the other few items as mementos, Mr. McGarrett. I wish you continued good health. just took the pilot and threw him in an isolation cell. And they kept him there for three years, incommunicado. Now, Steve, we tried every form of negotiation there is. They wouldn't even discuss it. Till today. They're exchanging wolf fat for that pilot. That's right. Captain Russell Kempton is on his way home, Steve, today. You made it possible. Folks, until next week, mahalo everyone. See you soon. Uh.